like I just don't think we get Far Cry Five five years ago. I don't think we get Uncharted mm. for um whatever the new one is or the Uncharted the uh, Lost Legacy. Uh, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Yes. Um, five yeah. years ago, yeah. and I don't think that those things equal like oh we made it. Like oh man, there's a there's a right. black woman right. voiced by a white woman <laughs> in an Uncharted game. <laughs> she has her own game now. We're at the apex. We made it. Oh, like yo, pack it in. Oh my god. Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 186 of our show. I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. He would be on the 96 Knicks all-time <laughs> 2K team. It would be my man, Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? What's up? I am the enforcer. Um, I've spent the last week watching a lot of uh, Inglorious Bastards. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just want to let everyone know that you have taken on a debit. You owe me a hundred Nazi scalps, what? and I want those scalps. You, just a hundred. What are you so, talking just a hundred. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we can we can start at a hundred. You. you know, you gotta set your you gotta yeah. set your goals low. Yeah, that's fair. And then you can over you know you can shoot for the stars, man. <laughs> Stay trying to overachieve. You know, you know what I mean? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh my God! I don't even I don't even know where this goes. Where does that go? Where do you go from there? Uh, you go to your other man, your mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes gaming looks good, who makes STEM look good, who makes tutoring look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? What up? What up? I might not be on the uh, 2K Greatest Nick team, but I am equivalent to Charles Oakley playing in the Big Three, elbowing people, fouling people. 53 years old out there fouling Steven Jackson in the face. <laughs> oh, my Oak, God. Oak represent, yo. Yeah. yeah. I, Oak, Oak is just hurting everybody. He just hurts people for no reason. And it's just, like, not okay that that's the thing. Yeah. Like, he, you can tell he, he gets into fights even when you don't expect him to get into fights. It's, it's just like, super weird because I don't think anyone wants to really lay into him because he's 50. And he has, like, you know, he's, like, obviously super gray. Right. You know, but he's still Oak. So it's like, do I lay him out and get risk of hurting somebody old? Or do I lay him out and get risk of him, like, literally doing a spinning pile driver? <laughs> like, oh, it's crazy. Well, I mean, he's still in shape, well, though. I, so that's, that's yeah, the he's thing. Totally in shape. Like, you know, don't look at the grays. Look at the abs or the pecs or the, you know, look at the plays. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, he's out go. there playing. There you go. That's it. Yeah, you know, don't look at the grays. Look at the plays. Look at the plays. Look at the plays. That 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 man who just <laughs> did the best Clyde Frazier impression <laughs> that we have up in this bad boy. We have the one, the only EIC of Waypoint, Austin Walker. How are you, sir? How's always good going? when I'm here, man. It's always good to see y'all. Uh, it's it's been busy, but good. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be. Like I was here a year ago, and it was a year ago, two years ago. When was I first on? Uh, it was yeah, two it years. It was like ago. almost two, it was two years, years ago. ago. No, no, no. It was, he... it was a year ago. It was 2016. Right yeah, before, right, right before E3. Yes, yes. It was right before E3, and it's been like I thought that first year that people knew who I was was, was busy. <laughs> that second year was too much. So it's it's been it's. I'm just thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to be able to like button down and like 
have a real conversation with people who I love. So glad to be here always. Oh, man, I love you, fam. I love you, fam. I'm so happy to see you. And it's been, like you said, it's been a while and so many things have happened in that short amount of time. It's good and bad. It's been like (laughs) I, you know, thinking about it, there was a time, um, I guess it was like 2015, no, 2014 is when I wrote this thing where it was like, my game of the year thing and like thinking about, um, you know, I thought about like I'd gotten a little bit of an audience. This was like 2014 was also 2014, which meant it was it was, you know, like black bodies in the streets all year. It was the birth (laughs) of Black Lives Matter. It was Gamergate. It was like you could see the the little corners of the alt right starting to come together across things, not just in Gamergate, across the, the web. And there was just it was just right. like it was wild and I, I wrote a thing that was basically like my good year where it was like, Oh, I had a really good year, but it's hard for me to swallow that when also the world is on fire. And that was twenty fourteen. Right. So like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen has been <laughs> Oh man. It is it is but here's what I'll say is the difference between then and now is at the time I was like, I don't know how to deal with the fact that I had a good year when the year was bad. Right. Now, I, what I say right, is like, right. I'm blessed to have had a good year. I'm thankful to have had a good year because hopefully mm-hmm. we, like people like us, can help make the bad year a little bit better for other people. The fact yeah. that we had a good year is proof that like this is not just backwards momentum. It's like it is a struggle. It is like right. – the it is like football right like it is like you're you're gaining five right. yards and maybe losing three on the next play right. or you're losing seven but then you get a good running game going you get a good long pass and so bit by bit i think we're pushing forward yeah yeah and it's been it's been so good to just see all the things that that, that you're hitting all the conversations you. that you're getting yourselves into all uh, the all the stuff that has been like i didn't know that the next time that i would see you that you would have you would have run up on Jaden or and or <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. that the would, shit, the shit that for, that, for me that's wild about that is so for people who don't know they were doing. Um, I did a thing at uh, this. He will not divide us, which was a uh, a thing that what's his face uh, Shia LaBeouf set up right after or on the day of the inauguration or the day after the inauguration or something right. of uh, right. uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and it happened on my block. Like, if I look out my window, I can basically, like, spot that spot. Um, wow. It's, like, far. It's, like, not, it's not, like, right there. But, like, it's, it's close enough for me to be, like, I could hear Nazis once they started coming through. Like, once the alt-right right, started crashing right. and we're, like, doing laps of my neighborhood, just shouting, like, nigger, 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 and, like, shouting at women. Yeah. Like, I could hear it all the time. Um, oh and so I'm glad I went down there on the first day before it was completely wild. One, two, now I have a bunch of stories of Shia LaBeouf coming into the Starbucks that's near me, grabbing my <laughs> knee and being like, what you said was really intense, bro. Bro, that was really, that was really meaningful, bro. Oh, like, really? yeah, really. But like we were not we like were, that, like that, like that was the, th- that was the, that was the hardest thing that he could cut you up, bro. Bro. That was really intense. That was really intense, bro. Did he do, did he do that's why we're, do it? Did you see what he said? It was like, that's why we're doing this, bro. That's why. Things like that. And I was like, all right, man. Thanks. Like, uh, I saw him drop a, like, a venti coffee all over the floor. Highlights. Just like <laughs> everywhere. 
Blowing um, his spot. And then the thing that actually really happened, though, was, like, the MAGA dudes started coming in. Uh, that dude baked oh, Alaska, right. the guy who's, yes. like, needs some milk. This past- yeah. right. He was, like, in my... Right. He's the dude right. who I'm talking about who, like, leading people around, saying slurs and shit. And, oh uh, and, like, they just all, like, chilled in the Starbucks that I work out of on the weekends. And so that was wild. Like... It was a weird way to kick the year off. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, it was only indicative of what the rest of the fucking year is going to yes. be like. Yeah, I of mean, course. You know, of course. I mean, come on. Come on. Whatever your expectations are. Right. It's, it's, but again, like at the same time, on the other hand, you know, y'all were at E3 and right. that was incredible. So like, it's not equal. <laughs> Don't right, get me right, wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. I, 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 on many I, sides. I, I am still, on many sides. <laughs> yeah. I, I am still convinced that you somehow duplicated yourself at E3 because <laughs> every time I turned around, you were there and I thought maybe you had like the little, like uh transformation like chamber. That, yeah, like exactly. Stefan Urkel of Austin. <laughs> Was like running around, going to meetings, because I was like, "How is he everywhere?" Yo, like the, the trick ended up being so. One was, and don't like. Here's some words of advice: if you're ever in this position, don't ever be the person who has to book all of E3 for your whole crew. Like all, like do the thing where you each book your own days and just let yourself almost, live yeah. that. Because I booked every appointment for my whole crew that weekend or that whole week, Ooh. which is oh like wild because it's a lot of just like, all right, who did I send to go see F1 <laughs> right. 2017? Like what? Oh, that conflicts with some other game. I don't know the name of like, cause that's often what happens is you get a thing from Microsoft where they're like, <laughs> Oh, we got an untitled game and you have to make the right. call, which is like, all right, is this going to be some cool new shit I haven't heard of? Or is this going to be like a, the downloadable version of Forza for this right. year? Like, is I, it, which is fine. Like, but is it going to be Crackdown right. three or Crackdown yes. three? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so it ended up being a situation on the, the plus side was like, I could do the thing of like, I can make all my appointments be exactly what I want. Cause I'm in charge of it. Cause I'm making the appointments. And two, I can plan it out so that, I can get from point A to point B pretty easily because otherwise it's it's dangerous to try to get like across the entire place you know in a quick time. So, what did you think of E three? Like, yeah, obviously, you've done E three episode already, but like that's was your first E three as small on me, right? No, no, it was. Well, I had gone last. Oh. year. We went. C and I went last okay, year. Okay, and okay. And then Reef, it was his Reef's okay, first. Okay, that's year what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was I ran my into first I ran into Reef at the Sony press conference, and that was, yes. it was his first year. So I, was, yep. I thought, like, okay, maybe it was the whole thing, the whole crew. Um, but what did you think? We still, we still haven't uh, all been in the same place at man, the same time. I, yeah, it's true, uh, because, like, a singularity would happen. Right, right. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's kind of my first E3, so a lot of the kind of gripes about, you know, the, <laughs> you know, like the extra people and stuff, I was like, whatever, yo, this is my first joint. Yeah. Um, I, I did... Um, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm really confident about our show and what we bring. So even though we're not, you know, sort of like, you know, the the IGN or or, or the waypoints of the <laughs> world, um, I always felt confident going into yeah. every meeting, talking to every dev, talking to every publisher. I feel like we did great things. I mean, we did a ton of episodes and I'm just really proud of them. And, and like, I love like these dudes that like helped, you know, like like all three of us just put in the work. And, totally. Uh, and I was... I'm just really happy with it. Really happy Some of my it. favorite shit you guys have been doing is figuring out how to work bigger places with angles that other people don't work. Like the Xbox diversity stuff is something that like nobody else fucked with that. Nobody else knew to you know put eyes on that, put eyes there, do interviews there, like work on that. And the result was really good. So 
keep up that shit. That is that is Thank like you. for me the number one tip for anybody who's trying to break in is like find the angle no one else is hitting, and y'all keep doing that. So so keep it up. Thank you, fam. It mean it means a lot because it's it's hard to try to figure out where those angles are and poke into yeah. doors that you're not supposed to be in. And, and ask those questions or that, and, and hit those that you're supposed to be able to be in, and then you still can't get in. <laughs> right. So, oh, I mean, I mean, every time you saw me, I was like runaway slave. slave. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, I was just like, I think we got in there. I think we got in there. Did we get in there? All right, yep. we're good. All right, keep going. Yep. Keep going. Keep yep. going. Yep. So, that's, that's so. Oh man, it, it's 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 been yeah, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. It's been it's been a crazy yeah. year. Um, speaking of, I mean, crazy year is like the understatement yes. right now, right? It's been it's been a eventful couple of weeks, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a way that I didn't expect to be talking no, about. That's been like the whole thing. Uh, twenty seventeen is like twenty sixteen felt like a cliff, like or like a slow incline that eventually became a cliff. Sure. This year, it's just right. where it was like, oh, man, I can't. I, 2016 fucking sucks. Like twenty six, man, I yeah, can't yeah. wait for twenty sixteen to be over. Right, because everyone's dying. Right. You know? And twenty seven, right? Exactly. It was like all our heroes are dying. Like whoever your hero is, nah, gone. <laughs> yeah, they um, dead. Right, right, right. They dead. And then they all knew each other, and they all dead. They right, all knew. Right. They got the yeah. fuck out. They man. haven't skated the fuck out. They of haven't skated. You know that bit? You see the, the you've seen the the performance that Prince did with uh, the the my my uh, while yeah, my, my guitar gently the, weeps. Yeah, and he, and he threw the something out. We know where they went. They right. went where that guitar went, man. They were like Prince was like, I have a way out. Follow me, and then just like came up, and like right. Bowie came up, where everybody came up with him. Oh man! Oh. Um, but 2017 is the opposite in a weird way, which is just like incredibly manic. Like every week, there's yes. a surprise. Like there's a 5 p.m. Friday crazy news drop that you could not have expected. There is. Yep. I wake up in the morning and check Twitter, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Or like I said uh-huh. uh, the other day on My Point uh, Radio, like I-, I was at home chilling with my family, and like. I thought it was just going to be. I was like, okay, I got home at a, I got home at like four or five. I didn't see any crazy new shit. I hadn't seen the Charlottesville stuff right. coming at all. And we sat down. Right. I played No Man's Sky with my mom for like five hours to show her, like, oh, they just they dropped this patch. Like, you've seen me write about this game before. And then I stopped playing and looked at my phone, and it was just like the swing from cool, like the the chillest relaxation vibes right. of No Man's Sky right. to right. like. They have torches. They're hitting people with torches, yes. like yeah. corny ass tiki torches. But but still, like that still. that sh- right. shots of like the five or six or seven like college kids who were protesting at the center, surrounded by that crew, is like I did not expect that. Right. right. <laughs> you know. No. 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 If you pulled out your Ouija board back <laughs> in t- late 2016. You were not like, oh, this is going to look like the worst version right. of the beginning of a Castlevania yeah. game that you've ever seen in your life. Or like the, yeah, the w- thing that's wild is like people like us were saying, it's going to get bad. Right. It's going to get right. bad. Right. Y'all, y'all, it ain't good. Yeah. And at the same time, I still feel like it was surprising the degree to which yes. or the, seeing the image. Like if you would ask me last year, could this happen? I think we all would have said yes. Right. But seeing it is still right. a different thing. Exactly. Exactly. I was I was talking to uh, some coworkers today in a meeting and and as we were waiting for everyone to join uh, via conference call, uh, they were saying, you know, sitting around, you know, the idle banter like, whoa, the world is really crazy right now. And uh, and and, you know, as the obligatory diversity and uh, I, I take that away, I take that back as the obligatory diverse 
American in the group of yes. people uh, because I work in IT. So right. there are uh, <laughs> uh, a, a lot of a lot of Asians. Um, and uh, so so what I said to them was that. You know, they said, oh, you know, what does the man on the street have to say? Well, I said, well, the, the man on the street has been telling you guys that there's been traffic and you motherfuckers <laughs> just got in your cars. So, it was it was very it was it was very tough for me because, as you said, Austin, like last year, we would all said, yeah, like the Trump election is going to embolden mm-hmm. people to come out. But. I try, like, I honestly could not make it through that, like, Vice HBO it's rough, man. Um, mm. documentary, which, again, I have no idea how they even got it up this fast. Uh, let me tell you, like, like yeah. all-nighters, um, we had cruised like, down there. We had cruised down there, and we had people who were not even part of the cruise down there. Uh, like, the thing that was wild about that, the thing that's the best thing about working where I work is that there are people who really care about this stuff for real, which I'm not dissing where mm. I've worked before at all, but, like, Giant Bomb was a game site first. And CBS Interactive does not have, like, a news division that isn't, like, the CBS news division, right? right? So, like, and the CBS news division is very mainstream, very, like, not just, like, mainstream media, but, like, it's a very, like, traditional news outlet. They're very fake news. Very fake news. (laughs) Whereas, like, the people at Vice are... And, like, I'm not saying people can't have problems or whatever with, with Vice's coverage in the past, blah, blah, blah. But the people there, like, legitimately care about this stuff because they want to be there. One of my, um, one of my friends over at Noisy, uh, uh, Kim, who, who, like, covers, like, metal for them and, and hard rock and stuff, is also, like, very uh, uh, politically active and went down there and was, like, five feet away from that car. Like, she was with that group. Of anti-fascist wow. protests, wow. Oh protesters, God. and like wow. I was following her stuff on Twitter. I was like messaging with her and like making sure she was okay and all that. And that's on top of the film crews that went, the other like the po- the politics writers who went, the culture writers who went. And so like it's cool to be at a place where even though I didn't know that stuff was going to happen, the people around me were smart enough, and clued in enough to be like, we should be there. Like we, there's a chance that this could be a big deal. Right. We should be in the right place. And that's how you end up getting footage like that. And then you have just incredible editors and producers who are back home like, all right, how do we do this? What are the, what are the storylines? What were the good like, interviews? How do we put this together in a way that, that you know, it gives you a, a feeling of what it felt mm. like there? The level of threat that was there, the level of hate that was coming off of those people. Like, I saw a lot of people say that that doc was good, but also like how you shouldn't give platforms to to Nazis. And I absolutely want to say I get that argument. But also I've seen a lot of liberal folks who are like very in uh, very safe. They live very Mm -hmm. safe lives and have not. Mm -hmm. No one's come at them with a baseball bat before. Like no one has, you know, shouted nigger at them. No one has has threatened to, to, you know, not just hurt them, but like, hurt them in ways that would leave their lives changed. Right. And so for them right. to see that was powerful, I think. And I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people wake up to the fact that, like, yeah. oh, n- Nazis. Yes. Like, oh, they're <laughs> Nazis. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They don't just – it's not just states' rights. It's right. not just, like <laughs> uh, – it's not just a taxes <laughs> thing. Right. It's not Heritage. just – heritage right like it really truly is that they don't believe some people are like they don't believe it right they don't believe that some of us are people and so or they think that like white culture is some like fuck out of here right. i don't right. know right. so but like seeing that for real with the with an because when we say that like i think people don't hear it because 
I don't know. No, they don't. I, yeah, they don't. they don't hear it for a lot of re- for a lot of reasons. Right. So, right. I don't know. But here's here's my here's the thing that I've been struggling with for the for the past thirty eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so, has, has been has been the thing that is when I sit back and see that that amazing piece because that piece was fantastic. Yeah. It was so well shot. And and she she's amazing. Yes. I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head uh, right now. I've written she's down amazing somewhere. to jump into that. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out ways to get her on to talk to her about yeah. this. But it's Oof. like um, the thing that always bugs me out is, like you just said, there's a section of humanity yes. that does not see us as human yep. beings. I always try to reach back. And I know you're not supposed to think about this in a rational way because it's not rational. It's not from a place of truth. But it's like you ever want to think about just the like, who was the first person? Who was the, where, where's the where's the origin right. point? Who's where's patient zero? Patient who's zero? patient zero of racism? Yeah, of like racism? not just racism, <laughs> but like virulent. Yeah, I you know I I think that there's a lot of like okay, you know the story of how two people uh, came up with calculus at the same time. Yes, I think yes. that's how it was with racism. <laughs> right, like right. I think because we know we know that wow. that people we know that throughout history. Like the way in which humans divided themselves along lines of, of power relations and uh, mm. identity, whether that identity was like skin color or ethnic group or or linguistic group right. or you know culture or diet or like any of this stuff, religious practice, like it's old, it's old, right. and it's like super old, right? I, I guess the question for me is like, does it start at alibi? Does it start at like, man, I really don't like that motherfucker. I'm going to say it's because he's black right. or is it something like a, a lot more, um, I don't know, like more, not more ingrained, but, but kind of more abstract than that. A loose feeling so. right. that like, Oh, these people who are different are a threat. Right. The people who are like me, the people in my family, the people in my culture and my tribe, whatever are like, they're mine. They're safe. They're vetted. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't know. It's, it's, right. it's, I wish there was an easy answer for that. You know, yeah. it, man, listen, so the, 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 the the worst part about it, or, or I guess the worst part about it was watching everything that happened, and and I think mm. the 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 part for me that is both painful and and necessary is the fact that now white people are woke, you know America America <laughs> woke. Uh, yeah woke there's you know woke woke America <laughs> now, but mm-hmm. but it's that that I've been on Facebook and I've used Facebook you know I use Facebook for a lot of different things but the thing that I use Facebook for the most is to talk about very very uh controversial uh racial right. racial politics um because eventually someone who has a a differing point of view will pop up into the conversation and I, and I enjoy uh-huh. having those conversations. But the thing that I've been uh, imploring my white friends to do this time around has been to, you know, be a New Yorker. If you see something, say something, say something, you yeah. know, and, and, right, and right, right. the fact is now they are saying something and it, it, it pains me to have to say that I need you to advocate for me in order for me to live better. I mean, like, that's part of the fucked up shit about racism, right? right? It's right. like there is a degree to which you all right. This is the this is like this is the slightest plug. I'm going to just slide a plug in real quick. <laughs> nice. So I do a tabletop role playing game podcast called Friends at the Table. At the you table. find that at 
Amazing friends show. Ta- Amazing thank show. you. You can support us on Patreon, friends <laughs> of the table. Cash. Uh, but, 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 there was a character in. We did like a we did like a holiday special that was like about basically about like you. Okay, I, I know where y'all are from, so you know how sometimes a community will like get a tax break for small businesses right. so like black folks oh, can yeah. try to start businesses yeah. so we did that but in like a fantasy world basically right. <laughs> where it was basically like all of the ostracized fantasy races and like the the immigrant cultures of this fantasy city were trying to make like a strip mall basically like in this big fantasy city and in it there's a narrator who is this like big boisterous like demon dude and he says at the beginning he's he's basically saying like Hey, this I didn't believe that that people who are on the down could get up, basically. And he, what he says is, mm-hmm. um, you know, people get thrown in the pit over and over and over again, but people in pits build ladders, and it's mm-hmm. like this, like oh, word, like yeah, you can struggle out of there. But the entire moral of that like little mini campaign was. Yeah, but somebody else controls the hammers and the nails. Somebody else has the boards. Right, right. Somebody else has like was able to kick the ladder down. And so the way racism functions is like at some point, someone up top has to help pull that ladder out a little bit, right. or you have mm-hmm. to do revolutionary action that most people are not committed to doing. Right? right like you have right. to be Haiti, right, where right. you go like, nah, fuck this. Right. Like nah, we're, nope, it's right, us, right. and right. we are not in a Haiti situation <laughs> no, right now. No. Probably. Um, <laughs> Let's hope probably. not. Let's hope not. So, I don't want those earthquakes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so, like that to me is like part of the fucked up thing, though. Is like you, you can help yourself. You can get yourself in position. You can make local gains. You can help push local policy. You can support yep. each other in a community. You can support like, businesses owned by by minorities, by by you know LGBTQ folk, by by you know people in right. poverty who are really pushing to try to do stuff. You can farm locally. You can work. You know what I mean? Like you do all sorts yeah, of stuff right. to help the world. But someone, some at some point, there are going to be walls that are really hard for you to push through. Like without somebody on the other side building a door for you, and it sucks. Like it, I, it is so frustrating. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, the the interesting thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine the other night about this, and I was like, the thing that kills me about the situation that we find ourselves in is you you constantly see the uh, differences in ways that we're treated versus other mm-hmm. folks. And then you also have the, the version of false equivalency that we see that is constantly being pushed out. Now the alt-left, quote-unquote, is now a supposed Miss me thing. with that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, uh, please, uh, yeah, please. Yeah, I know. Please. So then, you, yeah, miss, miss all I, of us. Well, like, and especially so then, because... Yeah. Uh, uh, no, go ahead. No, go the ahead. thing go that ahead, kills me with it is, you know, I'm not going to say like where it came from originally. I don't know who the first person ever in the history of the world to say alt-left was. But the way it's right. used often by, like, the center, by the, by the right, is to say, like, oh, it's the left that is, like, more concerned with economic rights than race. <laughs> Y'all, I'm black. <laughs> like, I care a lot about race. I am part of the thing that you right. would call the alt-left. Right. But also, right. but also like, yo, fuck racism, right. obviously. <laughs> like, it is this thing that gets built up because, I don't know, there's a lot of contention over, or contention over what the future of progress looks like in America and where the future of progress right. can happen. And what we're willing to trade in. And, like, to put it all out there, the thing that frustrates me, the third or fourth on the list, first is obviously the most fucked shit, right? 
But the thing that frustrates me right. in the middle of that top ten list is people who are allies on certain issues, mm. things like race, uh-huh. things like gender equality, sexual, sexuality equality, things like all that other stuff that is really, really, really important, like very, very much vying for the number one thing I want to work on, but, but who are committed to a certain way of organizing society around profit, around, you know, everything has to be about the bottom line and who think that that is good for all that other stuff and who don't engage with the ways in which like capitalism and big businesses and things like Citizens United work against the same people in minority and marginalized identities. Like they don't see how Citizens United can fuck up small black owned businesses or how it can fuck up, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, queer centers or, or any of that uh, stuff. Like how it can fuck up re- women's reproductive right. rights. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> right. ugh. so, so the alt left yep. thing just bugs me out, man. Like it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it bugs me out, especially because, I mean, you talk about progress. Yeah. I thought the one thing that we progressed on is that Nazis are bad. That's right, it. Right. <laughs> like, this is literally like it's Captain the America part. era, 1940s era stuff. Right. Like, but we didn't even then, right? Like, here's the thing to remember. And, like, this is the shit that – this is where, like, I even make sure I say white supremacists sometimes and not only Nazis. Right. Is – Right. We didn't get in the war to fuck up Nazis. Like, right. we did fuck up Nazis. Right. I'm glad we right. fucked up Nazis. Right. Um, we got in the war because of Pearl Harbor. Right. We got in the yes. war so fuck up because... some Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you it know, was a couple pardon. years late. And it was a couple years after the war started. Exactly. Uh, yep. There was... We were very, you know, willing to sit back and watch that shit happen. Yeah. We were very willing to let there be, you know, local, you know, uh, national socialist, uh, uh, you know, German American meetings. We were very willing to put the Japanese in internment camps. Uh, there is not like there was not. Uh, we were not like these great crusaders for equality when we entered that war, and you know, white supremacy did not start with with the Nazis right. in Germany. <laughs> my dude, like my guy, like this goes back <laughs> way earlier than that. The Nazis looked at the KKK and were like, oh yeah, they got some good ideas. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, right. so, which is why I'm very, I, I do my best to, to say Nazis because they are Nazis in a lot of cases, but also to say white supremacists, white nationalists, to keep it mixed up because that's a way as a writer and as a journalist, you can make sure that you're not over-prioritizing a single narrative that, that like has a bunch of like uh, uh, extra weight on it. Like I, I need us to remember, not you know, Nazis were here before there were Nazis. You know, right. like yeah. right, right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, somewhat back to video games. Um, sure. Yeah. So you are the EIC of Waypoint, and um, you know, which is a you know for those of for those of us who are are. Uh, who are not initiated waypoint is the gaming <laughs> arm of vice uh, vice Correct. media vice news. And, and uh, you know, for those of you who understand vice know, just like, you know, just like we talked about they you know, they were on the ground in Charlottesville. Um, they have the most raw and accurate footage of the messages that the, yeah. those, you know, fucking assholes uh, with Tiki <laughs> torches um, wanted, wanted to spread. Uh, and white polos, they uh, got yes, those white they, polos they also. And 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 like <laughs> they they're on like bring your son to the golf club day. Little, they're there, right, little derbies oh and kangos, and, yeah, mm-hmm. all sorts of just. I can't believe they right. took the kangol. I can't uh, believe. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's no. so fucked up. L, come on, you got to step in. Right, right. 
Then I, he I, I really look, does. Yeah, lick his lips. Yeah, come on. Actually, yeah. After L did that track with uh, <laughs> with that Kenny Chesney. Yes. Ch- yes. Yes. Mm. yes. Mm. yes. Exactly. Oh, yep. oh yep. I know. I forgot. I'd forgotten oh, about that. it. I didn't. I wow. didn't never forget. <laughs> I'm really never mad. Forget. That just made me so mad now that you brought yeah, that, that back up. That one about the chains. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I'll trade my, yeah. I'm so I'll happy trade my gold chains. Yeah, I got eaten or, by that uh, damn shark. I'm so happy he got eaten oh, by that shark. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't get eaten by the shark. He, he survived. Samuel Jackson. We need to redo that movie. Oh, we all look the same to you, Kyle? Is that what it is? That's what's going on. That's what's going on. Right, now right. to our break. So, so back, <laughs> back, back to Waypoint. Um, right, all the way yes. around. Back to Waypoint. Waypoint is is the gaming arm of Vice, um, and much like Vice News and Vice Media, uh, you guys really pull no punches, and and um, you know there are no holds barred in in the way that you cover games, the way that you have conversations about games, the way that you have conversations about the people within gaming, um, both in Waypoint Radio, your daily podcast that I'll plug for you right here. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it for the plug. Always. Yeah, no problem. And and in all of the writing with the you know the wonderful uh, staff that you have there, where how much of that was. Austin Walker, EIC, how much of that was um, was the type of people that you wanted to bring in yeah. and, and have those conversations? What you know, how how were you able to uh, push those conversations along and and yeah. and keep them coming? I it's a mix, right? Like I definitely well, I definitely think first and foremost it is it is a collaboration with my my staff. Like we are constantly pushing each other to try to step further into something that we when we were at traditional outlets would not have been able to do. Um, you know, there were definitely times where like I ran a I ran a column a couple weeks ago that was just like shitting on a David Brooks column. Like it had nothing to do with video games <laughs> at all. Right. But that column was garbage and I realized like, oh hey, does this sound like a thing I should write about? And the staff was like, Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, like we talk about culture here. This this that counts, right? Like so it's definitely a lot of encouragement from each other, a lot of pushing each other to do the hard story. Like Patrick Klepek, who is our senior reporter, came to me back in March, I think, about wanting to do a profile of a guy who was addicted to opiates and through his addiction became kind of addicted to, to video games also, or at least mm. put a lot of mm. lot more hours into gaming when he was in his like his his uh when he was in his addiction, basically. And that was a story that he he probably could have done at Kotaku. He probably could have done at the Giant Bomb. But it was also a thing that I didn't make him fight for, that I didn't make him try to, like, like I get it. Yes, we sh- yes. Like, the, the point of Waypoint is to show people how and why we play. It's to, to look into the corners of gaming that aren't tied to a press cycle, that aren't tied to new product releases, that aren't tied to, like, the, right. the again, profit motive, right? Like, and so... I want you not only to do that story, but I want you to take months and like stay in contact with this dude, right? Like both Patrick and my my senior editor Rob Zachney are both on big investigative stories right now, on top of doing their like normal critical and kind of like smaller news coverage stuff, right? Like, yeah, Rob just is putting out put out a story yesterday about like a Dota AI bot or whatever. Like that was a quick little thing he did in the afternoon, but then like I know he was working till nine p.m. like talking to people about this larger mm. investigative story he's putting together, and so. Being able to encourage people to do that work and and say like, hey, we want to do the stuff that that other places maybe they would let you do, maybe, 
but like it would feel like it was a favor to let you do it. Right, we want to do right, that as part of the right, lifeblood. Yeah. Um, and so that is partially like that was my goal when I came in. That's what I interviewed on. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to make a site that is just like the traditional press cycle stuff. And it's also Vice. Like the the day after, not the day after, but a couple of days after the election, we had our big like all the editors and chiefs of all the different editors and chief of all the different uh, uh, websites under the Vice umbrella. So like me, the the person who was running Motherboard at the time, the people who are at Vice and Noisy and all that stuff. We all got together. We always have these big meetings anyway every week, and we had one. And the mood was as you might expect, like just like. No, mm-hmm. we fucked up. Like, we didn't push hard enough, or somehow it felt like it was on us, even though it wasn't. Like, even though it's not how it works, even though I think our coverage of the election was really good. We didn't do any of the false equivalency shit around Hillary and, and Trump in the lead up. Like, I think our coverage was solid, but we still felt like we fucked up. And what my boss uh, said to us was basically, like, all right, like, it is time to get back on the horse. In 2017, here are the five things every single site is going to hit. We're going to talk about climate, global climate change. We're going to talk about uh, mm. you know marginalized people in America. We're going to talk about reproductive rights. We're going to talk uh, about immigration policy, and we're going to talk about healthcare. Everybody has to hit those. I don't care if you're writing about games or food right. or culture or music. Everyone is hitting those because <laughs> those are American issues. Those are world issues right now. And being able to be in that conversation and not feel like I was in a corner somewhere, not feel like, like, oh, yeah, wait, and also Waypoint, you'll do video game coverage. Right. Like, no, like, we were at that table, like, so we could talk about the, the shitty uh, things that we saw in other news coverage, so we could figure out how to do it better. Should we do more stuff in, in Minneapolis? Should we do more stuff that's not on the coasts? Like, how do we figure this out? And that's for everybody to figure out. And so that, like, I have to say that the support we've gotten from Vice to figure that stuff out and to do the political-minded podcasts, like, and, and, you know, and editorials and all that stuff. And all, it has been huge uh, because not having that support would, would kill us. Like, you need that support to be able to do that stuff, partially because we come from a background where we don't do that stuff. Like, none of us have right. written about a healthcare policy before. We're smart. Like, we read. We do research. <laughs> we've written other sorts of stories. Mm-hmm. But healthcare policy is fundamentally different than power-ups. Like, it's right. not the same thing. <laughs> like, I can tell you why I wish shotguns weren't power weapons in Destiny 2. I can tell you what I feel about healthcare. Right. But it's a different thing to write journalistically about healthcare. But what or, or to edit journalistically? What about so. the chickens that you get from the garbage can? <laughs> That's how I'm going to heal up in your listening. Streets of Rage too. You go right. That's what I I'm, know. I'm go straight right away, and then you get. There's two trash cans. You hit the two trash cans. <laughs> That's right. Well, hold on, and and you have and you have within the vertical already. You already have yeah. one person doing. Or a couple people doing a whole bunch of stuff about weed. I know that y'all can do a magic of course, mushroom. Of course, you Mario, can't anymore. Uh, Listen, real talk. They, we stopped doing it. Advice. We stopped right. doing anything. <laughs> we got, okay, here's what happened. We got a TV network. And the second Ooh. you get a TV network, it means you have to have X right. dollars in a bank somewhere. Right. And that means people want to yeah. sue you on some shit. And so legal was like, <laughs> all right, no more. I did LSD and then did, and then danced. Now I went danced on top of an alpaca story. Right. Stop that shit. Get rid of that. Here's what you can do. That was my reason. That was my only reason for watching Vice. It was for a long time. Like, because there's still documentaries in the archives that are like, I did acid and then went to the Westminster Dog Show, which is like hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, no, we're not allowed to do that anymore. You can only do weed stories, and and then you have to also be able to say for sure that they were in a state where weed was legal. Right. So nice. Yeah. So here's here's a quick question about that because one of the things that I remember when we first had a conversation about the possibility of any of this stuff happening was was like way back. And 
I was like, just heard of Viceland uh-huh. and was like in love with Viceland because I think Viceland currently yes. right now is literally the best best channel yeah, on the cable box. Yes. Right it's now. very good. I feel like they do some they do fantastic yeah. work. Their cinematography is right. is amazing. I was always wondering, like, how is it that you know you guys having like folded into that so, somehow? Because it seems like the perfect. Yeah, there are fit. definitely things that we worked on that we and we're still working on that might wind up on a Viceland, right? Like it's it's okay. A, complex thing in that you are trying to pitch to a very specific audience which you think like really wide because it's you know Viceland has everything from Tyler the creator doing kind of a how do you make it show now (laughs) called Nuts and Bolts that seems really dope to the Action Bronson stuff or you know around cooking to obviously Deezus Mero who are like the best in in the the nighttime slot right Right. now the late night slot Deezus Mero have it a lot the brand is strong Um, Brand, the brand is strong. Yeah, Shout out to strong. the hive right now. But the <laughs> But at the same time, that audience like they play games, but like right. they don't they there is a difference between the way that they play games and the way that we cover games right, right now. And right. I'm not saying that there is not potential for right. crossover. We'll do that. That is on the like the long term plan. In the same way that like we want to be on HBO. We want to be doing uh, segments on, on Vice News. We want to be doing segments on Vice News tonight. Like, we'll get that stuff. But for us, when we had the, like, when we had to shoot our shot, what we ended up doing is shooting it in a different way, which was to work with Disney XD, which is where Waypoint Presents mm-hmm. just debuted last night. That's uh, right. We, like, kind of joked about it briefly earlier, but, like, I was on TV last night, which is why. Um, <laughs> so still hasn't settled on so, it. It's, uh, we're on Disney XD now every week for the next eight weeks, and then hopefully some more after that uh, for the show called Waypoint Presents, which is like 30 minutes of documentary every week yep. about games. The first one was uh, kind of a making of Hyperlight Drifter and Super Hypercube. Yeah. I swear we did not intentionally pick two games with Hyper in the title. Right. <laughs> um, I'll give you a little preview. Next week's is all about uh, two League of Legends, uh, uh, a huge League of Legends Ooh. rivalry, Afro Move versus Double Lift. Right. Um, and it's like a really dope oh, doc be that dope. is like incredible. The access uh, that Vice was able to get behind the scenes there was really good. And we have two more that we also pulled from like the archives of just Vice coming up uh, that are just like Vice has covered games for years, even if it's not just video games. So I'm, that's my tease on the next two. Yeah. And then we got four all new things from stuff that we shot this year. We have a crew out in in Santa Cruz right now shooting something. We had a crew, we had a crew down in uh, San Diego shooting stuff like three days ago. We were at Evo. We shot a ton of stuff at Evo and the footage I've seen looks incredible. Oh, yes. Like we picked the, yes. there was a thing that was like, I don't know if we should follow this person. It was good that we followed that person. <laughs> nice. It was very good. So get ready for that. Cause that's, it's dope. Um, and it's been cool because that's an audience that's young. Like that's a, that's the Disney XD audience mm. for their daytime stuff is obviously like, 11 to 15, right? right? right. And then their nighttime stuff is maybe a little bit wider, 11 to, you know, 21 or something. But, like, because they're trying to make this adult swim play with their games, their kind of games block called Disney XP right right now. Um, And I'm really happy to hit that young audience. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we, again, next week's episode is about uh, an Asian-American esports player and a black esports player. Wow. 
I mm-hmm. wish anything to do with gaming was on TV with me with black, with black folks on it when I was a kid outside of Nick Arcade. Shout out to Nick Arcade real quick. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, Phil Moore holding it down. But like, sure. but that was it, Phil right? Moore. So like being able to show people that, being able to, we have a, a story coming up soon about uh, a, a, a person with a disability and who was really interested in improving the world for people with disabilities. We have a, a story about someone who's autistic. And like, those are stories that are, I, I believe, deeply human and are motivated by letting a young, in order to, to let a, a young audience see that the world is both bigger than they can imagine and also has room for, for people like them in it. Right. Um, and like that's the audience that I want to hit right now because those are the people who are going to hopefully not become Nazis, right? Right. Like right. Yeah. that's right. the hope is like I want to hit the people who are 13 or 14 who are disaffected, who are alienated, who are like – Man, like I go to school and no one wants to fucking talk to me. Like mm-hmm. my dad lost his mm. job. My mom is working two jobs. Like I don't get to see my family all the time. All I do, all I get to do is play like a free to play game all day. That's all I get to do. That's my only joy in the world. Right. I like games. I wish there was a way for me to do more <laughs> with games. I'll put on Disney XD and maybe see someone like themselves and say like, oh shit, like I didn't know I, I didn't have to just be an angry person. <laughs> like I didn't know that like I, I my only options in the world were mm-hmm. to be alone. And like it's it's that's my hope. My hope is to to hit that audience. Yeah. So you know uh. that that is very, very cool. Um so I'm really curious as you you know, as you said, like you're trying to hit like this new audience. Yeah. Do you see that actually affecting the work that you do at Waypoint, which is obviously targeted toward a more you know more, a, mature, a more mature audience. audience. A little bit um like we're not it's tough because we want there to be a mature conversation in gaming generally. And a mature conversation does not look like being preached at. Like I've made that mistake. When I was younger and writing it like when I was in my mid twenties or whatever and I was like up on the pulpit, right? Like I'm gonna preach to these kids about blah blah blah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people who are terrible that they're terrible and that they, they you know, that if they don't get better <laughs> then I'm done with them or whatever. And like I still do that every now and then. But a, a real mature conversation also has rooms for like jokes about sex in it. It also has rooms for right. um, some light referential comedy. It also has room for improv comedy that kind of sprawls and gets abstract and weird. Uh, it has room for goofy player unknowns battleground streams. Right. Like it needs to have room for that because what I want to do is like start a player unknowns battleground stream and then drop some knowledge about the mooch on you, and then we go shoot some people. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the that's what you want to do. Or pivot. Giving the medicine with the sugar. Right, or be able to pivot from that because you get people in by, by being like, yes, we are not just here to preach to you. We're here to, like, we give a right. fuck about this culture. Like, we're in this culture. Right. So when we're going to sit down and talk to you about, like, our problems with sexual harassment in this culture... It's because we're in it. It's not because we are right. like outside crusaders, like literally crusaders coming in to tell you that your space is fucked. Like we are here too and want it to be better. So right. that's, that's kind of my hope is still to keep the, the online stuff probably a little more mature, probably a little more like it, it's editorial, right? So it's like, uh, mm. let me tell you a secret that I know from writing, from running a website, like young pe- young kids don't read lots of words. <laughs> very Snapchat focused, very thirty second video focused. Yeah. So I, we have to figure out yep. how to hit that audience while also hitting the like thirty eight year old who's like, oh, it's Sunday. What can I read for for two hours that's going to make me feel enlightened and more educated about the world? You got to hit both audiences, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, uh, so speaking right. of hitting all of those audiences, I just want to give 
Um, I'm all about plugging. Always be plugging, right? So please plug. So uh, so Waypoint Presents is on Dis- yes. Disney XD. Uh, yes. So you know, check your local cable provider Should for you, yes for uh, or satellite provider for <laughs> Disney XD, or you can find it on the Disney XD app. Uh, so Correct. it is it is all there, right there. Um, and it's coming to the web in two months. Every two months after every episode, oh, it'll come live on YouTube.com slash Waypoint Vice. Oh, right. nice. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, like, awesome. if, you, if you don't have it, if you like, a lot of people don't have cable. Right. I get it. Right. Like, I don't have cable either. Right. I had to use my mom's like cable login to watch that show last night you online know you on their website. No, you I did. absolutely <laughs> did. Listen, I'm not out oh, here trying so to give great. Time Warner money just right. to see my right. face on TV. Right. Shit. That is great. Um, but. But so also also oh so God. we you know we were also talking while I was plugging. I want to also yes. talk about Nazis, but I also yes. want to talk about video games. And the uh-huh. obvious the obvious thing to do if we're going to yes. talk Nazis and video games would be to talk about the wonderful Wolfenstein series and how that's coming True. back. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not here to talk about Wolfenstein. I'm here to talk about Far Cry Five. So, oh, word. Yeah. Okay, so, good pivot. Yeah, so, like, it, when I was watching all of the, the fallout um, from the weekend and, and reading all of the, the, the things mm-hmm. that both allies and adversaries had to say, the, when I thought about video games, it reminded me of Far Cry 5 and, mm-hmm. and the, the outrage, um, the faux outrage that came out of, out of Far Cry 5. <laughs> And it, uh, you know, and it, and it, <laughs> it, 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 like, when I thought about it, I was like, fuck, when was that? It was, yeah. it was May, and it feels like forever ago. It feels yeah. like forever ago. It, it feels, right. it feels Seriously, like forever right? ago. But, so, you know, so here we go. We've got this game. How much of this game, like, Ubisoft, the, I mean, they struck gold with this, with this, this, like, this idea because it, I mean, it uh-huh. couldn't be more relevant. Like how, <laughs> but, but so, you know, how much of this game is like an allegory for life? Um, I don't know how much footage you were able to see at E3. I saw a lot. Well, so I saw, I got to see them do a pitch for this game at pre E3. Right. Which was okay. Like very at judges intense, week at judges week. Okay. Right. And so it was like very intense. In fact, the dude who did it, um, it reminded me a lot of, Shane Smith, who's like the vice head honcho, like right. beard, oh, yeah, very yeah, intense yeah. white dude with close hair, mm-hmm. who's like very, he cares about the world and he's seen the world. And I'm not saying that to be cynical or to be like, judge about like my boss's yeah. boss's boss's bosses, who I'm comparing this guy to, right? So, <laughs> but the, the, that, so from the jump, I'd seen a lot of footage there. And then I got to do hands on at the Sony event, actually. Uh, and then I think at a Ubisoft event, also, I played a little bit more. Um, I don't, I, like, I'm really, first, I'm curious what you think. Well, you know, like like I said at the reveal, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it probably wasn't popular then. It's probably less popular now. Um, is uh, you get to kill a lot of white people. I'm here for that. So um, you know, but I think you're going to kill black people too. This is like I'm so torn right now right. because but, the thing that I know that they're going to do is say like. Oh, but in this cult, in this one American militia, they <laughs> right. decided there's no ra- racism is bad. Right, actually. this ultra ultra yeah. Christian militia, right wing yes. militia. There, you know, there's plenty of black folks. Well, so, so the thing is, 
I've I've almost become numb to killing black folks in video games, right? <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, there is no black on black crime. It's a myth, especially in video games. Beca- in video games, yeah, because and you know, and in the Far Cry series, like all you do yes. is kill brown people. That's all you do. Yep. Is your For, forever? Yeah, it's you, all you've ever done. Right, you're a white person. You go someplace where you don't, you know, like yep. you just go in to visit. And you, you know, and you're and you're uh, you're going on safari, and and yep. your big game is man. Man is the yeah. ultimate game, and it's they're like always that's, It's always been the thing for me, and and Far Cry is so like Far Cry Two is probably one of my favorite games right. of all time, and also I think that it drops the ball on a bunch of shit. Right. Like it is a game about right. civil war where where the conflict doesn't have any stakes. There's never any like <laughs> ex- explanation for what either of those mm-hmm. sides believes. Right. Uh, there are no civilians in that game except right. for the ones who who are safe. Like, there's never a civilian in danger. Um, it's presentation of like this homogenized like country in Africa, the unnamed African country. <laughs> it's like this mix of that's actually what the fandom calls it. By the way, it's the UAC, the unnamed African country. Oh, really? Um, wow. Oh, that's so. It's great. just like oh, that's it's so it's the Sahara, but it's also like you know uh, the deep jungle right. it's like this ridiculous complete amalgamation <laughs> is, of a bunch is of different zakunda <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, and so and so like I, all the way back to there but at least there actually at least there i didn't have to play a white dude cuz you could be like one of 12 characters you could be like the haitian dude you could be the the arabic dude you right. could be the israeli defense force mercenary right. dude like you didn't have to be, you, in fact, there was right. no white dude from America you could play as. The only American you could play as was a Native American dude who was a mercenary. But after that, it really turned into, I want to go somewhere on vacation. And the thing that was wild to me about it always was that game was always really good at making you feel embodied in a way that other first-person shooters yes. aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Call of Duty, you get shot, and there's some red raspberry jam on your screen right. for a little bit. Far Cry, mm-hmm. you get shot, and you're like, right. all right, give me those pliers. Right. Let's, go. Let's go. i got to dig this yeah. bullet out. Um, and, it's, and, like, climbing animations right. and, like, driving, and you crash, and your body goes flying forward. It's always been, like, you're deeply physically embodied in this vacation spot, and also you get to shoot black and brown people. Um, and so, like, that's always been a problem for me. And the thing that bugged me out about the response to Far Cry 5 was responses that were like, I don't know why they have to make it political. And right, like, right. Yo, my dude, like, <laughs> yeah. it has always been super political. It's always been, whenever it's been good, it's been good in spite of its shitty politics. Right. Like, yes. that, that right. and, and so I actually ended up getting into, like, a little bit of a Twitter beef, Twitter spat with Brian Crescente on this, because he'd written a, a piece on Polygon where he basically said this, where it's like, oh, it, it, the past games never used to sell themselves on politics. It's like... Yeah, but like selling yourself on on you get to go bring peace and order to yeah. the chaos of Africa is selling it's itself on politics, right. man. Like right. yeah. that is a right. that is a right. political right. fantasy for people. Yeah. Like it yeah. is it uh, it, it uh, is uh, you know not to cut you off, but it is the same way that Black Lives Matter is short for Black Lives Matter. Also, when right. when someone yes. when someone says I don't I right. don't like the fact that this game is getting political, that means. I don't like the fact that the game has gotten political for me. Yes, exactly. Yes. I used to be right. able to not have to think about anything like this. Right. It yep. used to just be, I mean, like right. I literally think 
that the Crescente phrase was, yeah, it's literally Far Cry 5, I'm sure, will be, I'm not going to do a voice. I can't, I'm not, I'm <laughs> no dragon like that. Voice. Far Cry 5, I'm sure, will be just as fun to play as its predecessors, which, which dropped people armed to the virtual teeth in lush shooting galleries set in the Tibetan mountains, African plains, and tropical islands. But with those games, Ubisoft didn't need to cloak its gameplay with the emotional turmoil of American extremism and modern day politics. The games were simply interesting diversions that gave players the ability to ignore or embrace their stories. No, Say. dog. I actually super couldn't ignore the yeah. the story of uh, shitty Jason Brody or whatever his name was in Far Cry yeah. 3 oh. going to save all of the poor brown people who worshipped a weird ink god, like a blackface ink god in Far Cry 3 yeah. and who couldn't oh save God. themselves. Like, I, 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 sorry. I did not have the ability to ignore that shit. Like, I it's sure cool did. that you did, w- but like... I wonder what the Venn diagram is. I wonder what the Venn diagram is of folks who are in our yeah. gaming spaces. Who are in the front lines with their own versions of tiki torches? It's probably like uh, it's, pro- it's probably well, like so that was like one of the wildest <laughs> things about seeing that far cry. <laughs> like lights on the like, bottom. I'm not, I'm not going to put specific people on blast. Like, it's not what I'm here to do right now. And also, get messy, son. Like, get messy. We, 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 I'm gonna get a little bit messy. Which was <laughs> nah, the, don't, 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 the don't pre-event for the pre the E3 Judges Week event for that was like I said, like real hard pitch, real intense. Yeah. Uh, real like yeah. you can't there's stuff that I'm going to write down that I'm going to tell you that you can never report to anybody because it puts people's lives in danger right. and I'm like alright yeah okay I'll sign this <laughs> um, tell me about your game like what do you got AR-15 like what's the th- oh you're in America cool um, but that it was like it was for me <laughs> it ended up being a pretty compelling pitch I'm happy that they're coming to America right. they showed us the trailers that they mm-hmm. eventually released that were around the uh, citizens of that of that fictional place and how they wanted to, to push the, the cult out. Um, they did a long talk around the sort of like, where the origins of these sorts of cults and these sorts of, uh, merc- not mercenary groups, these sorts of uh, militias come from. Um, mm-hmm. They were like very engaged in the politics of this. And, and were like, again, maybe they did a cell, a cell that was a little too hard. But I left it and I was talking to a couple of other people there who are like, yeah, man, like this is getting us thinking about stuff at the very least. Like who knows if they deliver, but it was like me and Jeff Gerstmann, uh, Miguel, who was, who was at Glixel for a while. Shout out to Miguel. Um, Yo, for real, shout out to Miguel. Yo, I hope I love Miguel. Miguel is good. Someone better be paying Miguel right now. Uh, and Mm -hmm. we were saying like, you know, like that could do something. And then the next day on the E3 judges bus, there were a bunch of people who were like, I think it goes too far. And it's like, even in this era of life, right? Like this, and and the same people here, this is where it gets tricky is they're not, they're not the T torch people. This is the thing. These are the same people who, that was the week that, uh, this is the week that I want to say the week that Comey got fired. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, I can't believe Trump fired Mm -hmm. Comey. Like this whole country is going to hell. Anyway, we shouldn't have to be in America in far cry five. It's too close to home. And like, no, like it is not too close to home. We need more shit at home. Yes. So that's the that's the weird thing though. I I still don't understand that disconnect. And I I feel like as as we you know sit in these four panels on Twitch, <laughs> and it's and it's like we are the we have been our people have been the canaries in the coal mine forever mm-hmm. in this country. We have been the people who have seen it all, have deal have dealt with it all, and have figured out ways to manage all those things yeah. here. I don't understand the idea of it's too much to yep. talk about. I don't understand the idea of we can't hit this particular concept or this particular idea or have this conversation when it does actually just play itself out without right. you. It's like it's going to happen without you. So why not have the discussion right. and have it in a real way? 
yeah do you, do you feel like the game do you feel like gaming communities have gotten even a little bit better yeah. in this respect because i see it here on twitch I, I see it here on twitch where you know people are like we kind of want to start to have some of this conversation but also if you jump into most uh, uh streamers rooms one of their rules is no, no, poli- politi- no politics yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no politics when you when you jump into i don't room. know so it's like i don't know if i think in our circles game we're having this conversation right now right. Eight years right. ago, we would not be right. having this conversation. Or if we were, it would be private. It would not be on Twitch with hundreds right. of people watching, right? right? Like, it wouldn't right. be. So, right, like, right. yes, the gaming audience is, is is getting better at this. Or or they were always kind of good at this. They just didn't do it in the gaming space. Like, right. I, I want to believe that there were people who were always politically active who played games. And now they're just actually letting those two things blend a little bit. And I want to also say, like, I don't think Far Cry 5 gets made five years ago. Right. I don't think. And I, again, who knows? Right. That game right. could be terrible like, at the end of the day. Like, it might drop the ball right. completely. Right. But I'm excited to see them try this over another game where like, I played Ghost Recon Wildlands last year, man. Like, what a racist, oh, oh, man. shitty it game is. that yeah. was. Yeah, oh, that game like, is. Oh, my like, God. I don't care how good it feels to, to like, sync up shots and then kill people yeah. when the entire thing is a caricature of a country that is not even involved in the shitty racist stereotype that you're even trying yeah. to push. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But, like, I just don't think we get Far Cry 5 five years ago. I don't think we get Uncharted mm. for um, whatever the new one is, or the Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy, uh, Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. And I don't think that those things equal, like, oh, we made it. Like, oh, man, there's a there's a right, black woman right. voiced by a white woman right. in an Uncharted game <laughs> who has her own game now. We're at the apex. We made it. Like, yo, pack it in. Oh, my God. Yo, I'm about to yeah. get a white sheet because I, I think we got too far. I got to get dressed up and go out there. We took too much. Um, yeah, yeah. But, oh, my God. But, yeah, it, I, is, I, but I, it is progress. It's, it, it is an indicator that the, that the conversation has moved when the people who sign checks do want to sign those checks now, you know? Right. Mafia Three, shout out to Mafia Three, shout out to Mafia Three, Mafia Three, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mafia Mafia Three, like they really went in on that. And my worry is with all this Far Cry talk is Mm -hmm. I don't know if Ubi is gonna go in like that on Far Cry. Now, not like now, like now, like like, I didn't see the pitch, right? (sighs) Right. Like, so I only know what I played at, like at like E three, which was basically like every other Far Cry take a base Uh kind of thing so they didn't really get into any of the sort of you know dialogue and reasoning and that stuff which you won't don't expect to see in a demo anyway yeah and me like my i mean to be honest my expectations are fairly low yeah um i think Mm -hmm. it's literally going to be you know as enjoyable as any other far cry game in in terms of the gunplay and you'll get to like probably skin some animals and do all that kind of stuff but i don't know if like Nah. Like I have to disagree w- with you, but Austin. I do think we would get this game five years ago, and I think it would be just surface level, like I, well, I like just, not quite redneck rampage type right. stuff, but like it would be like not well, really a, diving into the issues of the day. I think ten years ago or tw- fifteen years ago, we would have gotten the red, redneck rampage game. We got that right. right? right. The thing I don't think we would have gotten right. five years ago was a game that ever even said the words like. Um, uh, economic crisis that ever said the words right. like uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, what are the militias called that took over that? Uh, that in Portland, uh, in Oregon. Yeah, in Portland. Yeah, what was yeah, the specific who, name for? Yeah, who were they, Ka? They're your neighbors. I was hiding out in my there, right? Yeah. What the fuck are you asking me for? <laughs> 
I was hiding and shit. I was going home on the bus. I was like, I'm not fucking with any of y'all. The, the uh, Bundy, like the, the Bundy uh, guys. I don't, I don't, the Bundy I don't remember. The Bundy style militias, yeah, yeah who are all yeah, about like, like land ownership, right. anti-government shit like that. Like, I actually don't think we would have oh, even yes, gotten yes, yes, that yes, yes. stuff five years ago. What I think we would have gotten was another game set in a place that we might have gotten something in like a fictionalized America, right? In a world that's like somewhere in the world or something. But like even I do think even setting it in America and saying this is a small town that's been beset by economic crisis. This is a town in which there is a group of, of like it is a group of a white family, a rich white family who is preying on the economic crisis to recruit people because they're feeling desperate. Mm. I think those things are not there again. They're not I'm not waving a flag over here, but I do think that that's a step forward from Far Cry 3, even from Far Cry 4, which I think took a couple of steps forward. Right. Um, at least we wouldn't get it from Ubisoft. Maybe that's the way to actually say it, right? right? You okay. might be right, Reef, which is like you might have gotten it five years ago from like you know a, uh, someone else who really get, who really wanted to push it. Like I don't know, David Cage is the dude, but someone who had the 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 freedom <laughs> right. to do whatever they wanted <laughs> right. to do might have been able to do sure. that five years ago. Sure, you, you um, know uh, the what's interesting that now that you're talking about that, especially talking about Ubisoft, is. If you guys remember, about five years ago, there was the Rainbow Six Patriots technical yes. demo uh, that, yes. that right. you know that came out and and was very David KG. Um, you know yes. that they you I know forgot that, about that right that they they you know uh, re, you know drew a lot of inspiration from uh, Jason. What, what was the what was the name of that game? Uh, <laughs> Jason. Uh, heavy, 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 rain. heavy rain. Heavy rain. Right. Heavy, 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 heavy rain. rain. That's what you remember <laughs> from it is the glitch. That's hilarious. Is the Jason um, part? Damn. But 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 the story behind uh, the Rainbow Six Patriots that was you know that that mm-hmm. wound up crashing and burning was this. Uh, this paramilitary, uh, you know, I don't know, Blackwater esque, uh, right, uh, group that infiltrated the United States and felt like the United States was being co opted by these corporations, right? And they were going to take it, take it back, and you know, and basically the story was. As the Rainbow Six team, you are going to be fighting guys that look very, very similar to the people that you are sworn to protect. Um, exactly. And right. and I, you know, I was really, I'm, you know, a huge, huge Rainbow Six fan, uh, Tom Clancy fan. So I was excited for it just because of that. But that story really, really was something that I was looking forward to, like diving well, deep into. And they they went from that to. Rainbow Six Siege, right. which has no po- which attempts right. to have no politics, it has a politics, right. of course, right? right. But it it, it, do, it, it has totally no does. there's no storyline, no. there's no campaign. No. They're not diving into deep themes. No. It's just like what if we could shave away tactical action mm-hmm. and multiplayer combat and just give you that, that right. without having to even yeah, touch right. why? Right. I, I think Vinny Caravella, right. uh, I did a quick look at this back when I was at Giant Bomb, and he kept being like, "Why are you guys in the suburbs in America?" Right. I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't come up. Like, why are <laughs> right. you fighting other like who are these other people? What are the terror? Why are the terror?" Is planting bombs in this unfinished home right. in the suburbs right. of Illinois. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. We don't get into it. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So I think that's a really interesting comparison. So here's my double question for you, Austin, because I feel like we touched on a couple of things we got to go yes. back to real quick. One, do you think Detroit is going to no. get the mark in any form, form or fashion? Like, no, I don't know. I don't. Here's the reason I ask you. Here's the reason I ask you that. And it's only because, like, I, I, I like David Cage uh, games are my version of um, 
what's the actual show? Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Shonda Rhimes. Okay. It's David yeah, Cage. Yeah, yeah. David Cage games are my guilty yeah. pleasure. I can't front. They're, they're not I great. You. And I, I, was in, I was in heavy I rain defense on the show because I wanted I was to talk about I was out there being like, no, the twist Word. makes perfect sense. You just have to look closer. Uh, if you if you look at that scene with the clocks, he leaves early, and that's how he wound up at the other place in time. Don't it's it totally adds up. Uh, yeah. I was that dude on Twitter at the time. I remember me and Phil Kohler went back. I was, I was kind of that dude on the Neo Gaff forum. Yes. I, front. I was. But, yeah, I was with you. I was with you. But So here's the reason I ask you that question. So we all know that Jesse Williams has gone – is, like, fully into the yes. activist uh, uh, spheres. And the thing that I – when everyone's like, yo, Detroit's going to be garbage. Detroit's going to be whack. It's going to be whack. I was like, I can't imagine Jesse Williams with – as pro black as pro yeah. everything that we know him to be to be a, to be attached to this project, and him not have read the script and been like, it's okay, video game, I'm yeah. rock video with game that. voice actors don't get to read the scripts. Oh, they don't get to. And Jesse didn't blow it. up like that yet. He did all his shit before he did like the NAACP or the what was the BET Award right. speech. It was he right, did right, right, all right, right. of his lines and shit before that. So while obviously he'd been he cared about this shit for a long time. Like I'm not saying yeah, he has not cared about about like Black Lives Matter and, sure. and about activism and, and for real he he absolutely has. But he wasn't on the national right. spotlight for yes. it. You know what I mean? So there was that okay. extra pressure. I didn't I didn't have that perspective. I didn't have that yeah. perspective. I did he not did, know that. That changes a lot that's, of it. Like, David Cage told me that at E three I was doing an interview. He was like, Oh well Jesse oh. Like, I'm not gonna do much. He was like Jesse already did this. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse already, you know, did all his lines by the time he did that. We weren't inspired. We didn't go out and get him for that, which would have also been a signal, right? Shit. If they were like, well, we right. wanted to do a story yes. about oppression, and so right. we saw Jesse yeah. do this. We knew he was a pretty good actor. We didn't know he cared about right. stuff in this way. Like, all right, all right, I'm here. Right. Um, but well, I, mean, I, well, asked, I asked David, like, is this going to be a situation where androids – where the android human divide is supposed to be an analogy for like race and for gender and for, you know, that's, class. Right. That's an interesting or is there, thought. <laughs> right, or is it going to be also all of those other things there? Cause it's Detroit. Like Detroit right. has right. a history. Right. And he right. assured me right. that it was not like a one-to-one thing and that race and class and <laughs> gender are all still in the game in important thematic ways. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> So you mean so you mean instead of Jason, it racism? Is, yes, exactly. Racism. Exactly. You get to hit Guys, X for racism. All I gotta say so, is that so they started the, the trailer with a spiritual. Yes, it's true. <laughs> they absolutely did. They did. That was really good face capture on that. On that, it I can't was. Front. That was that was UE four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that game. Like, <laughs> I'm playing it. I gotta play. I have to see. I have to yeah. see what happens. To see how badly or or but there was a meter on the screen that had like is it a violent protest or a nonviolent protest, and that was before this weekend where like mad people's eyes are opened up to the notion that maybe there is time to like push back on on you know Nazis right and so Uh, there's like it's it's I think it's going to be really interesting to see when that game comes out what the political like vibe is yes because it yeah it could come across as like just a game out of time. That if that game had come out in the Obama yes. presidency, in the middle of the Obama presidency, right. it might have felt really timely. Right. It might have felt really aware. Yep, right. But like yep. that, that, you know, the Trump factor, man, the yeah, Trump factor yeah. fucks it all up. It does. So. It fucks. So, here's, so here's the second question to, to bookend that. If you had your druthers, yes. knowing all the, all the <sighs> multitudes of parts of, of conversation that you, that you and all of yeah. us have, um, if you could put the director game producer together with the idea and the thought that surrounded conversations that we are talking about tonight 
what would that conversation where would, what would it be kind of uh hinged upon what would be the story yeah. that you'd want to tell and who would be the person that you'd that's want to tell that's a good question i think the problem is we do not have a lot of big name like black creators in this space at this point mm-hmm. uh we and and that yeah. means that we don't have a lot of people who have experience with big big budgets right like i could come out and be like, oh yeah sean alexander allen mm-hmm. like i'd like sean a lot right. But also, and also, like Treachery and Beatdown City is kind of doing this already right. to some degree. Right. Right? It's having right. that conversation. So those yeah. games do exist yeah. in that space. Um, but it's hard to be like, oh, this is a person who could do what we're talking about, but also they've been able to use a budget like David Cage has been doing. I'm trying to think if there's anybody, Charles, somebody Charles in mind. Charles Webb. Charles Webb. Charles Webb would be great. Yeah. Like, I would love to see what Charles Webb does. Or your Harvey. Uh, but, even, but even Charles Webb is in a situation where, like, wh- who would let him have that access? Right. I want him to. Right. Like, right. yes. Yeah, the, well, that's a whole other, yeah, you know that's what? a totally uh, yeah, other show. I would show want, like want Webb to do it, and I would want him to do, what I want from Charles Webb is a superhero game. I want Charles Webb to do the Ooh. Milestone comics game, yes. where he's, like, bringing us to the, like, he does that black superhero world, and is, like, able to do that story through that, where he has both his, because the thing that's great about Mafia 3, and the thing that, like, if you know Charles, the right. thing that's great about him mm. is that his history is in comics, it's in, right. like, nerd culture, and in Mafia 3, mm-hmm. it comes through, I mean, there's a big writing team or whatever, but it, the things that were great about that for me partially was, not only was it a good story about race and a good, a good you know, dive into the ways in which uh, race and, and culture hit each other in the 1960s, but it also was just like a banging, like, vengeance, revenge oh, story right. with, like, right. oh, yeah. kick down Absolutely. the door, cock that shotgun, like, turn on the radio, you Creedence Clearwater Revivals, play, you know right. what I mean? Like, it is, it is oh, like, God, ready to so go, good. big big spectacle and i'd like to see that brought to like a superhero story because we have it's been a little while since we had like a really good superhero game right. like i yeah i guess the infamous games I, i'm not a big infamous fan yeah. but like i think those games are all right um what else is a good superhero yeah. game unless you count injustice I yeah guess right right that. exactly unless that's you count a injustice. fighting game but I want like a I want like a in the Spider Man and Saints Row Four yeah. and right. beyond. Those are super, Saints Row Four. Those are superhero. I mean, the beginning of Saints Row Four is fucking amazing. Is incredible. It's, it's fucking crazy. amazing. Yeah. Like they, you are a superhero. That. They killed that. Um, even totally. before you have your powers, and then by the end of that, by the end of that fucking game, they just turned a debug mode on. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Um, so like, do y'all talk to chat? Do you do, you do this on Twitch now yeah. over here on twitch.com slash spawn me. Someone says, I like to see the reverse, something like irredeemable. Irredeemable is a, is a really interesting comic from, I, mean, I guess it was like two, or late 20, late, like 2008, 2009, somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, in which it was like one of a series of comics that had come out. I think it was a Mark Wade joint. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like very like deconstructive of the superhero again. I, I liked Irredeemable, but like I actually, what I want from marginalized creators is something a little more utopian or a little more op- not optimistic, but like aware of the struggle, mm. imagining a world that goes beyond the struggle right. because that second part is really hard. It's really, it's, I right. know how to fix my mind to think about the struggle. I know how to talk to you about what we go through. I know how to talk about redlining. I know how to talk right about racist violence. I know how to talk about bank loans that you don't get. I know how to talk mm. about uh, respectability politics. I, it is way harder to talk about what a better world actually might look like. Right. To talk about like if we right. did grab the reins, if we did have black superheroes in the world, if we did have you know, a better... Like, 
I, I joked years ago that the version of Bioshock Infinite I wanted was what if instead of like shitty late 19th century uh, American yeah. white Anna, supremacists go off into space. Yeah. Antebellum, right, yeah. exactly. Like you know, just post-war. Right. What if instead what we got was like Jazz Age, like, you know, yeah. Harlem oh, Renaissance right. era. Like mm. Fear of a Black Columbia right. is what I mean. Right, right, and, like, right. That's what I want. Yep. And that would be an amazing, like I want to see that version of, of blackness in, and part of why I'm kind of excited about Black Panther right. as a film yes. is like, Oh, oh yeah. like oh, yeah. I'm trying to hold out. I'm trying not to get too hopeful for it because Man. it looks it looks right, like exactly right. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I am very hopeful. I'm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I saw this one um, tweet where like they were saying that that they heard that the rough edit was four hours long for yeah. Black Panther. All right, <laughs> and they were basically like, "Yo." Just release it. We'll all have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll all have like a big cookout. At the <laughs> yes, I, yes, I was about to say, let's have a cookout. <laughs> yeah, you know, put up a sheet, just put it on there. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah, sure. yes. So, so in in terms of comics, I really think one thing that would be a very very good comic adaptation that that I think has enough juice in it to separate it from sort of, I guess Arkham and stuff would be the last sort That's, of really yes, big good call. sort of like. Yes, Su- superhero. Yeah, I really love the current run of Miss um, Marvel. Yes. Mm. yes, and I think the great thing about that is not only does it have like you know action, and you have things like growing big and growing small. Yeah, but it deals with her, you know, as you know, as a Muslim girl in Jersey, yeah. it deals with family. It like deals w- with like trying to get friends. Like it deals like mm-hmm. like uh, with with like. Sp- you know, with like teaming up with like other superheroes, I won't kind of spoil that if you want to read it. But, right, right. but, but like I feel like that there's so many different game mechanics that you can put, so it's not just like a beat 'em up. Like, yes, I mean, like I mean, that's like a you huge could have, point. Yeah, so so I think that would be dope. I'm like maybe that's the thing we should be looking forward to is like the blending of genres right. that allow for that. Like mm-hmm. Pyre was a game that came out this year that I really like. I haven't, I haven't beaten it yet. I really want to put more time into it. But the thing that it does is goes between this like fantasy sports game and just straight up visual novel where you're like reading text and reading about lore and you're having conversations with people. I want to see that same sort of blend in something like this where like I want the Gone Home or the the um, walking not walking the uh, like uh, Telltale style story driven game that ah, then right. pivots into open world Arkham City or, or Spider Man Two or something like that where it's like no we really care about the story of this like you go home and you do stuff with your family you hang out with your family like we, we it's not just a cutscene that's on for thirty seconds like that is right. a key part of who uh, uh, this character is. And and in the comics, that is totally true, right? Like, Kamala is there with family. Like, it's yeah. always been, in all superhero stories, it's been a major part of that stuff. So that would be really good. I want to see those blends. I want to blend that stuff together in that way. That'd be dope. Huh. So, I, you know, I want to mm-hmm. talk about uh, a couple of things. Well, the, So the first is, when I met you, uh, for the first time in the flesh was at a- E3 yes. 2016. That's true. I found out um, right before, or I guess right after you said yes, that you That's were true. that you were going to be. Yes. So I, I think I was one of the first people to find you were, that. You were, we, I'd said yes already, but I hadn't 
known if we were dropping the news right, at that right, point. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I, figured, I found out that I was about to drop the news like two days later. Exactly. Leaving Giant Bomb that's to go right. to Vice and that's start That's right, something. that's right. Yeah, so I got, yes. got yes. friendly right, aid. Right. I felt, I felt uh, that's true. very, very... I was like, you'll bring it in. Yeah, yeah, I felt very privileged. So so now we are, we're, we're hitting basically just one year plus your 13 month yes uh anniversary yes. the paper anniversary of you being the ESC yep. <laughs> of, of waypoint what <laughs> what has it what has the job uh done for you what have you brought to what do you feel like you've brought to gaming in a way that you weren't able to before and um you know what are what are the things that you're looking to try and do and and yeah. create going going forward uh, I think the the first one is definitely what it what it brought to me is like I didn't know I'd be good at this. Like I thought I'd be all right. I didn't know mm. that there was a time early on. So with the we released a bunch of documentaries on the internet last year, right. and someone was like, oh, "I really want you to come down and look at the edit of this podcast or the edit of this video, or I'll send you a cut of it." Basically, I'll send you a cut of this this twelve minute documentary. And it was, like, not in good final shape. Like, that happens. That's part of production. The same way that if you're writing something, you need to do a first draft, a second draft, a third draft, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. In video production, in documentary production especially, like, you have to send notes and you have to recut stuff and you have to edit stuff down. And when I first, when it first showed up in my inbox, I was like, all right, here we go. Like, let me, I don't, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> and then I sent notes and they were, they were decent notes. And I sat down in the edit booth with an editor and like helped them figure out how to do that. And then I was in a budget meeting and like, okay, what am I going to do in this budget meeting? Okay. All right. I guess I know how number one plus one is two. Okay. I got this. I got this. I got this. And then like what you end up noticing is like, oh, actually like I can I do know more about this space than anybody else in this room. Right. Oh, I did have an uh, insight, a surprise. Like I did have an insight about how we could save tens of thousands of dollars on this by doing it this way instead of this way or whatever. And mm-hmm. figuring out I could do this job was this huge confidence booster for me. Right. And I nice. wouldn't have done like when I was a, when I, when they reach out to me to be like, Hey, do you want to do this job? Are you interested in this job? You want to talk to us about it? My initial response was like to myself was like, ah, I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I can do it. And that mm. is a thing that people have written into us about before and have said, hey, I don't I, I got a job offer or like, oh, someone at someone at my school paper wants me to do blank. Right. But I, I don't think I could be the photo editor. Right. Um, I, I, the thing that this taught me was like when someone comes to you and says, hey, we think you could do this job like maybe not trust them all the way, but like trust that they don't insult them. Right. right? Like when right. they say that they think right. you can do a right. thing or they say, I want to interview you for a thing. It's not because you got lucky. Mm. They didn't pull your name off the hat. Right. They saw your work. They looked at your resume. They said, Hey, it's at least worth sitting down and talking to you. Right. And then yep. showing up and actually being able to do that stuff was this huge confidence, confidence booster for me. I felt like my presence made things better. And that is a hard thing to like, to have to learn late, but like, I'm glad I learned it. Um, in terms of what I think I brought to vice is like, I'm glad to be in that room when we are talking about larger editorial strategy. Um, my, my good friend, Eric Mm. over at noisy, we were in an EIC meeting once we had like a retreat at like some hotel where we were like, just, all right, we're gonna spend 12 hours just talking about editorial policy and like what our goals are as a larger organization and like where our teams are going. At the end of it, we all had to pitch what our sites were. And Eric 
stood up and, and he's the EIC at Noisy, which is a really good music site. You should watch you should watch the Noisy shows if you haven't watched the Noisy shows also. Noisy Atlanta two is really like good. My, like absolute favorite thing because it goes from like it goes from like being with Twenty One Savage to going to like Lil Yachty with his mom and it's the cutest <laughs> best thing and that switch is just wild. Um, but there is he got up and was like, I think Noisy is the Bart Simpson of music sites. Like we're young we are, we, even when we're not talking about punk music, we are being, like, we have a punk identity. Right. We are trying to shake things up. We're trying to, kind of pranksters. And I was like, okay, like, I yeah, I'm with him on that. Like, we need that. Like, I not to diss Pitchfork or, or you know, uh, any of the other great sites out there that write about music. Um, but it's cool to have someone who's a bit of a troublemaker. But then I got up and I realized, like, I had, like, a whole thing in my head. Like, how do I pitch Waypoint to people who don't know anything about games? And I was like, oh, we're the right. Lisa Simpson of games journalists. <laughs> we are also yes. alternative, right? right. We are yes. also not the norm, but we're a little jazzier right. than we are punk, right? Nice. We're a little more interested in like <laughs> knowing the facts and like being able to quote some philosopher or connect some some big picture ideas. We do get fired up, but when we do, it's not just because like someone pushed us over at lunch. It's because when they pushed us over at lunch, it reflected a larger ideological injustice, right? right? You know what I mean? Like, and so that was right. for us like this, this moment where I got to conceive in my head like, okay, that's what I want to be. And I wanted to bring that to some degree also to Vice in general. Like it's not softer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't – it's not like it's like a quieter or more like reserved. It's just – it's loud in a different way. It's loud in a way that wants to make sure that things have their context and that like we want to make sure that, that when, we dis- when we double down and go at something, we know that we're ready to do it. Not because it's good to do it but because we can do it right. Um, and so that's definitely been like a big – uh, a, a big thing for me, like the thing that I, I want to be able to bring to Vice is like, I, I'm here in this room, and so I'm gonna help. I'm gonna speak up when someone says some shit that's kind of misogynistic, uh, which isn't a judgment. Right. Like people fuck up all the time, right? right? right. Yep. Or or when when yes. someone says like, hey, there is this is a policy we want to try to do. I was definitely in a, in, a, in a meeting one time when someone basically said like, hey, what if we ran um, a column? What it was right after the Trump thing. And there was a person who was just throwing I just spitballing, right? We're just trying to figure out ideas. Like, what do we do next? How do we respond to Trump's America? And someone said, like, well, are we two in our bubbles? Should we start running, um, uh, uh, you know, counter arguments to the sort of editorials we normally run? Like, we normally run editorials, of, like, that are, like, about global warming. What if we ran something from someone who didn't believe in global warming? No. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, no. And I right. needed to, like, someone else would have said that if I didn't say it, I promise. And it would not have gotten to print. Right. But it was a moment Good. where I got to, like, feel like, oh, no, right. like I'm saying no to this. Right. I get where you're coming from. I get the reaction. Mm-hmm. I get the fear that right. maybe we're right. only talking to the same people. We want to talk to a wider audience or whatever. But like being able to be part of those conversations right. is good. Like, yes. uh, so that's one big thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing in terms of like what Waypoint brings to Vice is a lot more practical. Like, games journalism is ahead of the curve in a lot of big ways. It has been for a while. We were, mm-hmm. you know, think about what One Up was doing with video. Mm-hmm. Think about what One Up and, and yes. GameSpot were doing with podcasts right. a decade ago, yep. fifteen years ago. Yep. Like I think yep. about the One Up show every fucking day, and I think like. Yeah. Like, Me too. Unbelievable. Me too. Like, uh, no one was doing anything like it. No one that they they shuddered because they no one knew how to pay them for it. Right. No one had. There were not <laughs> yep. the structures yep. around advertising buys for it at all. And now, it's the only yep. place to get advertising money is in video right now. It sucks. Like, and yep. I like doing video, but so in that way, Waypoint is also positioned in a way to experiment, to be in a very experimental 
vertical at Vice. Like, we are the first people here to have forums. We're the first people doing live streams in a consistent, regular way. We're personality-driven instead of being content-driven. Like, obviously, we produce stuff, but, like... Waypoint is me and and Danielle and Rob and Patrick and Danica like that is and then our, our freelancers who we do our best to shout out whenever they do something good right and like yeah. and, and we do our best to like have a, a core of freelancers who we make who we make sure are always up and like around right I want to be able to say Cameron Kunzelman wrote this and for people who are regularly readers like oh yeah Cameron he does that column every Friday blah 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 and so we're mm. trying out different models that are things that the larger vice like ecosystem could pick up like. Danica's brand of of personalized like Twitter stuff is not something Vice used to do. Vice did not do mm. a lot of like I'm going to respond to a person directly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do jokes. Like they're going to put put the headlines up and they're going to like now and then they'll do a joke or whatever. But but Danica's like, "Yo, I know how to make memes. Like I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to really do it." Right. And it's been cool to see the other the other brand advice going in and saying like, "Oh, actually like that makes sense for us too. Like we should also be doing funny, weird stuff that connects us to our community. And so that's where that's the other thing that Waypoint brings to Vice is like we get to be an experimental test bed. We get to try weird stuff out. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. But like we right. have the backing to just try it out. And as long as it makes sense, as long as we pitch it in a way that makes sense, you know. <laughs> um, last thing is like where do we want to go from here? Is like keep experimenting, keep trying new stuff, right? Like the last thing. I ever want to do is is repeat myself. I, I this is another weird friends at the mm. table reference, but like there's a character I introduced in our sci-fi, our second season, sci-fi season called Counterweight. There's a character named Laser Ted who is just like me doing a riffraff impression, um, <laughs> uh, and he's great. I love Laser Ted. Laser Ted's really funny. But the audience for Friends of the Table, not all of them. There's a key. There's a part of audience of Friends of the Table who loves who loves Laser Ted that I, in a way I could never love Laser Ted because I did Laser. I was I was Laser Ted for a minute. I don't have to be Laser Ted anymore. I get to move on, and, and I, my my mind is on new stuff always. And so right. there is a point at which if you've done a thing, the last thing you want is to do the the old thing right. again. Right. You want to find that new. You don't want to tell the same joke every day. You want to tell new right. jokes, right? right? And so that's how I think about Waypoint too. Right. It's like. I we did the Halo oral history and I loved doing the Halo oral history this year. We did an, it was an incredible piece um, uh, by a writer who just like spent too much time, like just spent so <laughs> much time doing the most intense research imaginable, right? Um, and then and then a ton of editing help and then kind of artwork like. It was from the top to bottom this incredible huge effort and and we'll do another oral history at some point, but like. I'm not looking to become Waypoint, the oral history website. Right. Do you know what I right, mean? Right. We did a, a theme week on right, right, prison culture right. a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I'm not looking to become, good. and I, I so really love good. doing it, but we're not going to be Waypoint, the prison culture website. Do you know right. what I mean? Um, right. And so it's one of those things that's like, whatever that next thing is, is what I want to hit. Uh, and whenever I feel like we're going back to the well is when I know we need to like take, take some time back, breathe deep, go play some stuff. Go read stuff that has nothing to do with video games, right? It has nothing to do with video games and say, mm-hmm. how do we bring this in? How do we touch this new audience? How do we reach out? Um, so I guess like the cheesy, corny version of the answer of what's next is like, I don't know. And that is a good thing. Nice. Right? Like, mm. It's good for me not to know yeah. what the answer yeah. is because yeah. that is what's going to make me find an answer that's actually interesting instead of just being another old thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my big so before before I ask you yes. uh, my question, we had a really cool question from the chat uh, from Twelve yes. Year. Uh, he said, "Did you ever spend any time when you were at Giant Bomb um, uh, thinking about uh, the premium yes. membership side of things?" Um, 
And how do you kind of feel uh, if it was important to keep the content ad supported and freely accessible? It's a, it's a, the answer to that is actually really complicated because media is going to be premium in the future. Right. We are not far away right. from more sites adopting a New York Times model where it's you get 10 articles mm-hmm. a month or whatever, or right. a, a right. giant bomb model where like, okay, we'll run ads for free, but then there will be content that is locked up period the end, or that is the kind of funny model, right? Which was, or maybe they've switched off of this now. I'm not sure, but the, the stuff that Greg and, and then we're doing back in the back, like last year was uh, subscribers got it first, right? You right. subscribers got it a day yep. early. Right. 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 Um, that sort those various models and a bunch of other ones, right? Like I think about like uh, Verve, VRV is like the a la carte model where like, okay, you can be a Rooster Teeth subscriber or a Crunchyroll subscriber inside plus another four or five bucks and I get 12 different things now that I get to subscribe to through the same app. As you can tell, I think about this a lot. There's a bunch of different models around this. We won't know which one is the <laughs> uh-huh. main one for another five or ten years. There might not even be one main one. There might be three right. or four that just are always out right. there depending on what you're doing, but pure advertising dollars are drying up. Like you keep seeing webs, you keep seeing media organizations, including mine come out with statements in which they say they're pivoting to video. Mm -hmm. That's not because they think video is a better platform for information than, than written than the written word or podcasts or than anything else or than long form video. Because again, and again, what you see is like, we're going to make short or medium length videos, meaning 22nd to eight minute videos. Right. What they mean is, or the reason they're doing that is because, Almost yeah. all of the advertising dollars right now are in are on video platforms. That's pushed via Facebook and Google uh, yeah. uh, studies and and their kind of pressure on the advertising market. Um, it's pushed by the lack of advertising generally out there. It's something like sixty or seventy percent of every advertising mm-hmm. dollar is spent on an ad uh, in, on the on a Google platform or on Facebook. With the majority of it being on Facebook. That means that every other media company out yep. there is is just like scrapping over thirty percent of the remaining advertising dollars. <laughs> so all that's drying up, and video is yep. going to dry up too. It might not dry up this year or next year, but like it is a real thing that <laughs> the ways in which you can look you can look at what Facebook. So Facebook just put out a report, like a study, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that said the level of engagement with video viewers is much higher than with text. No, that doesn't mean shit. Like it doesn't mean anything. It does. What it here's like it might mean something. It might mean right, that the people right. who watch videos like right. are looking at their phones, actually looking at their phones. Like sure, it might mean maybe that they might mm-hmm. comment right. more or something. But does it mean that they click a link and then buy a product more? They don't have numbers that show that, right? right? Like and until they're showing those numbers, right, right. I'm not confident that the ad money is going to be here to stay. Uh, I think that ad money is going to slowly disappear and we're going to move towards. Right. More and more Patreons, more and more subscription-based models. It's something I think about a lot. We have lots of really loyal like readers, lots of real mm-hmm. loyal listeners at, at at Waypoint. I love our fans. Like I love, love, love them. And when you go to talk to somebody who sells advertisements for a living, what you think you can do? This is this is like one of those times when I was like, I went in the room and I didn't know what to do, or I didn't know enough, and I'm glad I asked the right questions because that's you're always better to ask that question when you don't know mm-hmm. is you go in and I went in and I thought like, okay, well like our fans are yep. really loyal. They're hanging out on the forums. They're asking us questions. They're reading multiple stories per day. Like surely that fan means way more than someone who only shows up to the site once. Cause they saw a clickbait headline somewhere or whatever. Right. 
And the answer is like, yes, they matter more. Right, right. But right. then it's diminishing returns. Like, if someone is 10 times more loyal than the average reader, that right. means something. And an advertiser will pay you more money because you have loyal fans who just in general are in a positive mode when they're on your site and maybe are more likely to be like, oh, yeah, like Coca-Cola. That does make me smile or whatever. But the 100 time more loyal person is no different to an advertiser than a 10 times more loyal right. person. A thousand times? Two, like, right. Someone yeah. could be like, yo, right. Austin, I bought you a boat. That's how loyal of a fan I am. Coca-Cola doesn't care about this guy bought me a boat. Shit, like, are you going to buy Coca-Cola? Like, that's all I care about. And so like, that is a thing that is – it can't just be that sites go to a personality-driven thing where, oh, all of our fans are engaged. Like, it helps, but it doesn't help that much. So. Right. I think subscriptions are here to stay, and I think they're going to be like right. a whole new thing all over the world of media in the near future. Give it another five years, so it'll be everywhere. I mean, we're trying to figure it out. We're here on Twitch now. You know, podcasting in audio totally. in audio form yes. is definitely one of those things where ad ad revenue is very small. The pie is so infinitely yep. small in the audio yep. podcasting space. So you know, we're here. We're on all these other different kind of platforms. Trying to figure it out in Patreon too. When we get our Patreon back together, we're yes. going to be doing that too. But it's get that Patreon, it's, please. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming real soon, actually. Um, before we let you go, because I know it's super late East Coast. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, one of the things that brings me most infinite joy in this on this planet on this on this green and brown it makes him ten with, times more loyal. It makes me okay. Yes, loyalties in my DNA. Um, <laughs> uh, is is seeing this emergence of you and Patrick Klepek playing PUBG a day? <laughs> yeah, I, just about every day. Almost we, every day. We, we started taking breaks now that we got our chicken dinner. Yes. Now that we got our on-stream uh, uh, live chicken, right, dinner, chicken dinner, we're uh, like, all right, we'll just go three or four times. So, so pub. <laughs> <laughs> Play, slacking. Players You're slacking. Play, oh my god! Players underground has been playing one <laughs> players unknown battlegrounds. That's what battle I said. Grounds. No, I didn't. You said no. You, no, no, you, no, didn't. no I'm tired. you did not. It's, it's you tired. You created. No, you, not. you created the Harriet Tubman uh, DLC. Oh shit! Wow. Yo, it's coming. So I'll tell you on the tippy top for everybody back at home. Right. Um, yeah, that game that you've been playing a lot of. <laughs> Yeah, what, I want to know what has been the thing with this game and, and you and Pat, and it's been really cool to just see you now become a mass murderer in real life, in, re- in like in real time. You, know. you just been like smoking fools and like <laughs> doing a dance after you, do, we... after you get your kills. It's oh, you so know good. it, man. It's, so good. Uh, it's it is a good video game. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> You know, like I think there's something real special about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's a game that I did not think I would like at all. The first time I heard it described, I was like, no, nah, that sounds too hardcore for me. Like I don't have time for something like that. And then actually the thing that I think got me with it was it doesn't take that much time to play right. a game. I can play uh, – when I'm bad, I can complete a whole <laughs> round in five minutes. I'll, get, I'll wait outside for a minute. I'll get into a plane. I'll ride that plane for a minute and a half. I'll jump out and take another minute and a half falling. I got 30 seconds left to run in the house and get shot in the face. Like, I'll do it quick. We ain't seen player of those battlegrounds done quick. Um, but but the, the, even the long game is only 40 minutes, and it's a tense 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, at every moment, I feel really engaged, yeah. and I felt myself getting better. Like, and I know that that's 
a lot of people I wrote about that once, and a lot of people are like, yeah, that's, that's video games. I'm like, yeah, for you. Like, I've never, like, outside of maybe when I used to really play, like, Soul yeah. Calibur and Tekken right. back in the day, I never felt like I get better at games. It's just like, it's not, I don't, it's weird, but I don't feel that normally when I play a game, especially not a multiplayer game. But with, with PUBG or PUBG or Plunk Bat, whatever you want to call it, right. I felt myself get better at that game, not just in terms of like the pure, like I'm my shooting mechanics, but in terms of like strategy and mm-hmm. understanding where to stand. And like, there, there's a key moment, I think, where we went from being players who, who, for people who don't know, player owns Battlegrounds. And if, if you don't know, like, that's because you're not following this shit too close, I guess. <laughs> but player owns Battlegrounds sold 5 million copies in the last four months. It's a game in which you and 99 other people. Like our sky dropped down into a uh, into a, a an island, and you have to kind of find island. weapons. And then every three minutes or so, the wall a wall of energy, a blue wall, kind of con- contracts around you to get you closer and closer together. Uh, it's a lot like Battle Royale, the movie, or like the Hunger Games, or something like that. Mm. And um, the the thing that it seems like is like it would be a really hardcore thing where. Only people who are the best shooter people in the world are going to be good at it. But because there's a lot of room for, like, I guess, like, tactics, like, tradition, like, tactical thinking can pay off in that game. Mm-hmm. You can feel yourself getting better in terms of just positioning even before you're getting headshots. Like, I'm still not getting headshots. Right, right, right. But what I am doing now is being willing to go outside and not just hole up inside. Yep. The first, like, 20 episodes, 30 episodes, me and Patrick <laughs> were just like, all right, we have guns. Let's hide in this bathroom. And, yeah, exactly, hide in a closet. In a exactly. Closet. Like, let's just point these guns out this closet, and if anybody comes in, and then they come in and they shoot you because you're in a closet, and, like, you can't go anywhere. Um, and so what we eventually learned was just, like, no, you have to be able to, you have to take that risk of, like, going outside. A rock is way better cover than a closet. Like, because if someone comes at you from in front of you, you could like, oh, shit, I got to go around the other side of that rock. Like, you can do options. And learning that stuff has been really fun. Like, I don't, like, what brings you to it? Like, I know you've been playing it a lot, too. And, interestingly enough, this is the first game because I literally just got a gaming PC within the in the past okay. uh, 10 months. Like, literally okay. the first time I actually had a gaming PC that I can actually run things besides main. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been right. learning right. how right. to play... Uh, with a mouse and keyboard, I was like, I need to find a game where my dexterity is going to get better, and I have to yes. I have to be forced into using mouse and keyboard in a real way. And yes. and, and PUBG has been has been that for me, and it's also been that same feeling. I get that same exact feeling of like, yes. oh man, last week I couldn't even figure out how to crouch and get out, you know, like get into the uh-huh. get in the prone in a reasonable way. Absolutely. And now I'm like, okay, I can like run through a house, pick up stuff, <laughs> get get myself into a position. You know, zero in on someone and actually take a shot. I've I got my like six, seven kills at this point, which I feel good. All like right. those six, seven kills, right? Those feel like the on any other kills. game. If you're playing Call of Duty, six kills. Like, I oh, man, I did I'm bad garbage. in a single game. I'm garbage, but like but six, in, seven kills. If you get seven <laughs> kills over twenty games in Battlegrounds, yep. you feel like, oh, I'm. Don't fuck with yeah, me, man. Word, <laughs> you start beating your chest a little bit. You start rolling out right. weapons that you don't need. You start, oh, right. I'm going to roll out here with this. Yes, yep. that is exactly it. <laughs> I'm going to yep. roll out here with this ump. Yep. And I'm putting on auto when you're all the, way down, all the way down the hill. Yeah, I got this. I got this. But it's been that feeling of like accomplishment um, that I haven't had in a, in a really long time. Because, you know, at this point, it's all muscle memory. For most of the stuff that I game yes. with, I game on a controller most of the times that I do. Right. And everything is muscle memory. I've been able to do this for a very long time. But having to have that barrier there and learn again 
has been so mm-hmm. fantastic. And it's been that extra little tidbit of seeing people who I've never seen play together before group up right. and like become murder squads and also mm-hmm. death squads and die and like have laughing, joking moments about who can't drive. Yes. And all this other yes. stuff. That's the thing that's wild about it is it swings between high farce, just like ridiculous, really like you're doing jumps on it with a car off a hill, and everyone's yelling and laughing, or like you someone you left someone behind, and you got to run back and grab them before the other squad rolls up on them. And everyone's just like having a good time, yeah. and then it gets down to like 25 people uh-huh. left, and everyone's just like, "All right, I think they're coming from the west, <laughs> two, two twenty-five, two, two thirty. I see somebody at two thirty up on the hill. Who has an eight-time scope? Does that's anybody so have a scope?" Funny. Are you uh, okay? Who has? I have two med kits, yep. one energy drink, yep. and five bandages. Yep. What do you have? Yep. You have three painkillers. Give me one of those painkillers. Yep. No, please. Go Yo, I need that. I need that. I need that. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I need that. Use your energy drink. No, I, I'm gonna save the energy that's drink. So Let funny. me use a painkiller. And that's and been like, the thing, right? It's it, been like those small. It, it's been a game. I was playing with Gary Witta like two two yes, nights ago. Yes. Shout out to Gary. Shout Witta. out to Gary Witta. So I was playing with him, um, and just like. There was one moment we were like driving down a road. We were like going to uh, uh, school. We were going, 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 going to the school, which is like a, a place in the map where a lot of, uh, as they call it, spicy areas in the map. Uh, this is one in which a lot of folks kind of dig, jump into and there's a lot of uh, activity yeah. there. So we were like driving to there and uh, we were following another car and this other car just zooms past us and we start shooting at this car and Gary Witta, yes, who is like, like the nicest person on the, on the planet turned into a straight psychopath, <laughs> like turned into a, who's like, shoot the tires out, shoot, go for the tires. <laughs> like, it's like, and that's a bad guy with an impression, but, that's, that's but it, it was that's like, ideal. shoot the tires. I got a shadow. And like, he, he cackled. I, when I say cackled, so I mean good. like cackled when he, when he got a kill on a dude in the car. And it was literally one of the best. And we died right after that. We like totally, of course, totally of ate course it. you did. Totally ate it. But it was like literally the best moment of that night. I and, mean, did you see that, that footage of that dude who like was on, it was like a motorcycle, did a, a jump like across a house yep. and then got out and like, or, like was flying through the air, shot a guy from, as he fell off a motorcycle. Yep. And the thing that's great about that is like, yo, how did he do that? Yep. And then he rolled up top to try to get that kill, yep. and he got shot by another guy. Like, that's the thing about about player those battlegrounds is I don't care if you're Superman. Every, at least it's a hundred people. Someone's got kryptonite. Yes. Like someone yes. has right. it, and you're gonna get caught by it. It's, it's bubble goose the game. Wow. It is literally that bubble yeah, goose the game. It <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, oh man. So I, I love it. It's real good. I I. I said this earlier on, on uh, Waypoint Radio a couple days ago, but like I did not anticipate even thinking about another game besides Breath of the Wild as being my game of the year this year, and it's it's now an actual conversation, like it's in wow. conversation in wow. my head because it was settled. Wow. It is yeah, right. It's early it is. access. Supposed to come out this year. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Oh god. But man. you know, so god. so good. I, so good, so good. Yeah, I, we got to play. We all have to play. We definitely, we, have to. we definitely we have, have to get, to get some running. Somehow. We definitely have to get some running. Please. Next time, next. We can play it on the Xbox One X uh, that you can now uh, pre-order. Please, I think you mean the most powerful console ever, <laughs> ever. in history right. that I've witnessed, or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, I affectionately call it the Xbox One Infinite. That should have been the name. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. See. Thank you, thank no. you so. Oh, another person has co-signed it. Don't. 
Don't tell so that. It's a good name. God damn it. God damn it. God damn Get it. Get Phil on the line. Where's Phil? Call him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have, I have a good... Hey, listen. Uh, speaking of E3, <laughs> that E3, that E3 that I met you was yes. my first E3. <laughs> I ran into Phil Spencer at the EA uh, press conference, the, uh-huh. the press of the media briefing. My first media briefing ever. I see Phil, and Phil gave me the... What are you doing in this entrance, no. boy? Look like I have never seen before. Like, mm. Oh. Mm. I didn't have that. They let I didn't anybody in. I there. didn't have that experience with Phil. <laughs> Phil was nice to yeah. me. Yeah, I offered. Yeah, I offered, Someone, Phil, I offered I guess, Phil my purple I guess I shirt. was too hood and had no belt. Right. You gotta have a belt. They spinning, man. baby. Right, they right. Spinning. What you were sagging yeah, by man. Phil Spencer? You gonna see Phil? You you need Phil Spencer to leave any meeting with you where he's like, man, where to cop that? Like where? Right. That fit, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, the last thing, last thing before we let you go. So we, so I'm yes. old, right? So yes. I'm, I'm in, you are. I'm in there. I'm actually like ten days away, not even seven days away from my 39th birthday. Um, oh word happy birthday in advance thank you sirs thank you thank you thank you um the the thing that has been in my brain for the past uh two weeks uh we have a really yes. nice intern at our job he is definitely at least just hitting his 20s and uh <laughs> okay he rolled up on me and he do the introductions you know how you doing my name is Khalif. I, you know happy to have you here you yeah. know all this cool stuff he's like hey my guy what up <laughs> and i was guys yeah because the brand is strong the brand is that strong is, that is that is the problem with these that is that is the problem and, my, so, and i'm my need, guy what is my guy you need to know where my guy is my come on and i watch Jesus. so I'm like my guy so <laughs> my guy comes from uh, – all right. <laughs> New York is a big place, but it's also kind of a small place. And there are places where black folk and Italians live like this, my guy. And the other second part of this is like it turns out black people like The Godfather and The Goodfellas <laughs> and mafia movies in general – we like them a lot, a lot, uh, to the point where I was gonna say before, like uh, sure. this is like the funny thing is a lot of people are like, oh, it's Marrow, and like Marrow does do right. with the fan, Mwah, fantastic, right. my guy, right. but like, <laughs> but but my guy. grandfather, rest in peace, my grandfather, <laughs> by by the time I like really knew him, by the time I was like, like when I knew him as a, as a kid, I, he didn't do this, but by the time I was like sixteen, seventeen, just a black dude, like just was a black dude. No Italian in his blood, as far as I know, was just always in Godfather mode all the time, all the time with like fake Sicilian American accent because well, I don't know what the what the I don't know what the history is here. Like I don't know. I don't think it comes down to they watch Godfather. My grandfather was a smart dude. He was not just like oh, I like the Godfather a lot. I'm going to do a bad Marlon Brando impression. I think it came down to I think part of it comes down to something that's in the Godfather films and something that's in the story of Italian Americans is a story of assimilation mm. um, of these are people who used to be outcasts, who used to be oppressed, who used to be put down, and then they yeah. managed to become white people. And at the same time, there is still such a thing as Italian yeah. culture in America right. right? in a way that there is not necessarily a lot of other you know, Western European, European white culture. Right. subculture in America. There's American culture. But, like, you know an Italian, especially an Italian from New York, right. like, 
it's for real. And also, mm-hmm. you know, young Italian in New York, you know, they're they are saying their own whole fair share of black slang <laughs> yes. at this right. point. There was a real right. cross pollination right. yep. between young Italians and young black folk in in New York. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that is like the the history of my guy. My guy is definitely you get that from like. The mooch is definitely someone who says, my guy, <laughs> my guy, yes, my guy. Uh, and I think that's where it comes from. And I, I, I don't I think that, like again, it's like complete pop historiography, historiography of just like I think it might be this this kind of like the appeal of the Italian-American right. kind of arc from outsider to to part of culture, but still also mm. has their own unique subculture is appealing. And I, I wonder if that's part of the draw there. Yeah. Um, and also just like. Mafia movies are good, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you, you pick things up in the same way that you pick up stuff from any movie. You pick up stuff from from any any you know great hero that you that you admire or whatever. Oh my um, god! But also the the undercurrent to all of that is of course like terrible racism, right? Like, right, right. We have all seen Spike Lee movies. We've all and lived. We come I don't back know. Around. Yeah, I don't know how many Italian people or Italian neighborhoods you've lived around, but there is serious racial tension in the in those spaces. Uh, often always. around, you know, yeah. questions of like it always is always is always comes down to like who what's a real man look like right. who gets to who gets to date which which mm-hmm. women because it comes down as always to some shitty misogynistic <clears throat> shit mm-hmm. like that stuff is all over the place. My, one of my favorite pieces of media to come out in the last few years is a short film um, by this dude named Shaka King. Look it up. Mm. It's called Moulin Yans. Oh, it's wow. Like, really? Moulin Yans. Really? Yeah, Moulin Yans. Oh, okay. Which is, of course, an Italian slur for black folk. It's, yeah. It means eggplant. Yeah. If you ever hear someone call you a mouli, they're right, calling you an eggplant. eggplant. Uh, if you ever see that fantastic, terrible right. scene <laughs> in True Romance yep. where uh, uh, Christopher Walken is playing a, uh, a gangster and he's interrogating... God, who is it? It's uh, is it Dennis Hopper? I want to say it's Dennis I Hopper think so. yeah, who is playing. I think yeah. it's it's Dennis Hopper, uh, and Dennis Hopper does this whole long thing about how Sicilians and uh, Sicilians have black blood in them because they're from the sub. They're from Sicily, which is near North Africa, um, and he goes into into calling him an eggplant and blah blah blah. Like that tension, that racist shitty tension is there, but there is also that like that little bit of like collaboration uh-huh. and, and crossover. Like I don't know. It's I'd ra- I want I want to get to a point where we get rid of the racism, but we still say we still have our slang crossover. Yeah, and everybody everybody loves spaghetti, man. I'm sa- like I'm everybody saying. loves Italian food. I'm saying I know so. I know back when I was before I left New York, man. We bastardized uh, we bastardized some food by making Jamaican patties with of pepperoni course. and cheese in it. Oh, that sounds oh, good yeah. though. No, but it's mad yes. good though. It's super good. It's that super, sounds super so good. good. Hey, man. All, all you need to do, all you need to do, is add some avocado to that, man. Are oh, you a millennial? Oh, right, right. Okay. <laughs> you visited here. You visited here. Yeah, yeah. Millennials are killing pepperoni. Millennials are killing avocado. They're killing everything. As, as if you listen to anything online, they have killed oh, everything. We're I'm next, man. <laughs> Look, listen. Millennial. It turns oh, out millennials God. in the KKK. That's what turned yeah. out. Holy millennials shit. are here trying to kill black Holy folks. Holy shit! Oh, God. While listening oh, to Kanye. Except, wait, except for that one. Except, yes. Well, the two best things that have happened in the past 24 hours yes. in terms of racism has been one, that one viral video of that one young white kid who was getting he, rolled up on by that black dude and he took off his shirt. He like he was like, he was like, I'm not part God of the KKK anymore. Kid. I'm leaving. <laughs> he was, that, that cat and the cat who was yes. in the vice piece, yeah. who was like the kind of the main folks sitting yes. on his camera, crying his ass off when the yep. cops are about to snatch him up. 
that tells you a lot about mm-hmm. the foundation of all this, tells you about how people are full of shit and how they really don't have a foundation to stand on. And again, remember that stuff when you see Absolutely. all the stuff that gets pushed out there in the world because it's really not dope. Um, Austin, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Anytime man. I can find the time, you know it. Like if, if it's if it was more possible, I would be here more often. Let's not make it another year. Seriously, try to do this in at least the winter. Like at least right. we'll do it when it's like it's snowy so day out. Seriously. We just got you know, seriously, seriously something seriously. at least. Fam, so. uh, fam, yeah. yeah, fam, I love you, man. Exactly. Once a season. Once yeah, a seriously. season, fam. Yes. I love you. I, you you have definitely uh, shared mo- many many. Uh, pieces of wisdom with me anytime <laughs> we get a chance to hang out. Um, I wish we got a chance more, man. And, I, I, I always home. love to, to come to Chicago. You know, like this is this is second home, home, second home staff. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Oh my god. Uh, so again, let everybody know where they can find all your work. Let them know where they can peep can all the dopeness that you were doing. You have all the plugs. <laughs> I appreciate it. That you that you all the get. plugs. Let's get them plugs out. Uh, Waypoint. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can follow. Everything we do at Waypoint at waypoint.advice.com. We actually have, like, you know the Deez of Mero have, like, a billion AKAs? <laughs> we have about, we seriously have probably 30 different Waypoint URLs that people bought for us, which is incredible, which is, like, it's, it's again, loyalty. That's the, we have both gamesr.art and gamesr.not.art. Both of those wow. redirect to Waypoint. <laughs> we got new, new.donk.city. <laughs> Uh, yes, we got right. uh, we got pug tips or, or sorry, P, uh, uh, PUBG tips dot info oh for all your hot tips on PUBG. So um, we got uh, sad robots dot club, which I think goes to an article about near automata. Yes. Obviously, yes. Uh, we got thirst dot solutions, which is <laughs> also I think an adult club for us. Uh, obviously, waypoint dot zone. So, dot zone. Oh, uh, we got you already no. know what it dot biz, oh, which is wow, so good. Uh, <laughs> and we have what's good inner dot net. Obviously. Yes. Oh, nice. So yeah, that's uh, very good. any of those will take you to Waypoint. Very you can good. also follow Waypoint on Twitter at twitter.com slash Waypoint, where uh, our great social editor, Danica Harrod, just just puts out the best work in terms of social brand stuff on the Internet. She's fantastic. Like, I I went years being like kind of snooty about social brand stuff. Like I don't want to fuck with, with like a brand manager. I don't want to fuck with having a social editor and seeing Danica work has completely turned my head on it because Mm. it's work because like you see someone do it and you realize like, Oh, it takes a lot of work to figure out what, what connects to an audience, how to, how to not just hit, you can't hit mute on conversations when it's your job. Right. And so if someone, if we put out a story that's controversial, Danica is the one who literally has to sit and look through all of the responses wow. directly on Twitter and on Facebook, right? Like wow. when the Nazis come through, Danica is the first line of defense who reads that shit, who moderates it, and who like – and when there is someone who makes a good point, has to figure out how to bring it up to us in a way that makes it you know, actually you know, uh, better, makes us do better in the future. So shout out to Danica always. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash waypointvice. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash waypointvice, twitch.tv slash waypoint. And then other plugs. Waypoint Presents, like you said, check your local listings on uh, DXD, uh, Disney XD or Disney XP. They're their nighttime game block. 
Right now, it's every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but check local listings on that because who knows? Uh, and then there's like repeats and stuff like that. And then uh, friends at the table, friends at the table dot uh, com. Or sorry, friends at the table dot net to listen. Friends at the table dot cash to support that show. That is an actual play podcast, which is like uh, if you've heard of like the Adventure Zone, what the McElroy brothers do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that. We get a little. We get a little more. Not a, we're not super serious. Uh, we get a little serious. Uh, we get a little. We, we, we <laughs> yes. bring the tears. You know what I mean? Like we make people get get in their feelings bad on our show. Um, but yeah. it's still a comedy show too. It's a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, we just launched a new season on that that people can listen to. Um, sci-fi show, you know, uh, fantasy, like whatever you want. But also, kind of like we try to keep it. We try to keep it a little woke, to be honest. So, like, in our fantasy setting, orcs are not just, like, evil black people. Uh, They are, like, archivists who go through the world and, like, dig up old stuff from before, like, the fall of civilization. And they do interesting, like, a different type of magic than everybody else in the world. We try to keep things, like, a little bit more... Um, we kind of deconstruct traditional tropes around that stuff. So that's Friends at the Table. So check that out on, on your podcast listening ears. And also, finally, Waypoint Radio, also a podcast you can find. Go on iTunes, go on Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts and search for Waypoint Radio. We will be there. I do more. Sweet I do more Jesus. than I thought I did. So many that is quite a bit. So also, f- from uh, J- John Simon in the chat, <laughs> AverageBomb.com. AverageBomb.com, of course, AverageBomb.com. <laughs> Shout out to to the Giant Bombs crew, obviously. Jeez. I'm actually going to be over there tomorrow uh, at the, their studio, actually to do the 404, which is Jeff Bacalar's show. Oh, nice. Uh, shout, so out to Jeff. shout out to Jeff. Jeff is Jeff holds it down. Maybe I'll swing through the, the studios and and see if I can cook up some some chaos with the Giant right. Bomb boys uh, and not just real, boys. Though. Listen, Abby's out there now. Shout out to Abby. Shout out to Abby. Abby's it down, been fantastic. Just, uh, shout out to Abby and Ben, who have been just great new team members for that team, uh, but especially Abby, who I think it would be very easy to get in that role as the first woman at giant bomb yep. and, and not know how to deal with, not because women wouldn't know how to deal with it, but like there's a specific amount of pressure for anybody who gets hired at giant bomb. I speak from experience yeah. and it takes, there is, there are people for whom seeing anyone who is different at all mm-hmm. will, even if they don't think that they are misogynistic or racist or sexist or whatever, like they will clench up a little bit. Yep. And yep. they will be a little more defensive and they will say, well, why did you miss that jump in that game? Or like, uh, do you even really play games? Yeah, or right. like, what's your background? Oh, you're a comedian. You're not even a gamer or whatever. Right. And so like shout outs to, to, to Abby for like holding it down in, in the face of all of that and like not dropping any bits of swag at all. Like just, just goes. So she's, she's very impressed. Yes, absolutely. And shout outs to y'all again for having me on. That's my last plug. My last plug <laughs> is spot on me. Like it is essential is what I'm going to say is like I am frustrated that more people don't listen to your show. It is one of those things that's like when those top lists come out and no one even made the effort. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, top gaming podcast. And it's like I'm not dissing the, the other top gaming podcasts. I'm not trying to diss kind of funny. I'm not trying to diss uh, uh, a giant bomb. I'm not trying to this. Uh, I'm not trying to this Griffin. I'm Cool Games Inc. We I don't know what we're gonna do with Cool Games Inc. at this point. Um, but the fact that like I don't see small on me on those lists has always bummed me the fuck out. So uh, y'all deserve it, and I hope I can, like my hope is we come back in a couple months and. You all have the Patreon back up, and it'll be. I want to be interviewing you about the show. Hey, I want. I want to sit on the. I want to get all of us on the vice couch and, and see. Yes, if we can come all roll through, through, please. Word up, please, Word please, up. please, 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 please come through. 
we'll that would do. be incredible. No, no, the three of us. Y'all haven't been anywhere ever together. together. You said right? Not all, all not all of, of us at the same time. We've never been. We've never been to together. New York. I, Find the time to come to New York. If you're ever all in New York, we will host you oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Like, come through. Yes, yes. And in New York, you know the pizza. get some Chinese My guy, my guy, pizza. Get some. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, come on. Yeah, Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. You look, kidding? Me. Yeah. Oh my hey, god. Chicken hey, and broccoli. Hey. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking? About? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, that's. A, I didn't finish saying the thing. Uh, Shaka, uh, uh, Shaka King had this this, shit, this thing called Moulinians, which is which is it's literally a bunch of black dudes doing their like their sitting on the stoop Italian impressions. And it just like cuts right through it, and it's like there the like the black sister comes back with like a white boyfriend, and they like throw the, the cigarette button in his who face. The fuck is this guy? It's very good. Look it up, Shaka King. <laughs> what the who the fuck is this guy? Hey, where's my twenty five bucks? Like, hey, and it's super good, and it like walks that line that really good comedy can walk. That is like really working to understand what the presentation again of like masculinity and race, how those two things are intertwined in a really interesting way. All right. Oh I'm, done, I'm done plugging god. shit. Oh my god! Well, so, well we have we got oh. one more plug, and that's all. See, see everybody with the soda, the soda, soda, media, soda, business. soda media business. The soda media, soda, soda whiskey media, media business. Right. Hit them all with the whiskey media business. We got the crystal Pepsi business. <laughs> that's what happens when you've been doing IT all day today. Oh, Jesus whatever. Uh, you you ain't got nothing on me, son. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. You win. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So before I start the social media business, I want to say uh, shout out to everyone on uh, the Twitch cast. The Twitch cast was lit. I wasn't here last week. Y'all did uh, an amazing job last week uh, with Jason and Agents of Mayhem. That shit was dope. Um, great, great comments. If if people are watching the Twitch cast and every now and then I look, I seem to be looking off to the side and then laughing. It's because I'm looking at the <laughs> at the feed. You fuckers are hilarious. Um, so so yeah. Shout out to you guys. Also in the Twitch chat right now, I want to spend a very very special shout out to our brother, our Bricago brother, Dan the Robot, and wish him wish Absolutely. him a very Happy belated birthday because yesterday was his birthday. Nice. I love you, man. I love you. So, yeah. Shout Happy out to birthday. Dan the Robot. Happy birthday, Shout out Dan, to Dan the Robot. Robot. So, um, without further ado, social media business is as follows. You want to follow us, go to Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash spawn on me. Uh, you want to see us or follow us individually. All our stuff is in the bio. Uh, make sure you follow our Duchess of Diversity at Cypher of Tear, uh, that's I'm not spelling that. And or I need <laughs> or at I need diverse games. Wow. It's C Y P H E R O F T Y R. Cypher of Tear. Um and I need diverse games Word. is I uh need div GMS um on Twitter. Yeah, so uh you wanna check us out on uh Facebook, Facebook.com slash one on me. And then while you're on the interwebs checking out stuff, go to spawnon.me or esn.fm slash spawnonme where you can find this show and all of our archives where we've had uh, dope guests like Austin Walker before um, catching some of the ca disease. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> mad, mad ca disease. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, while, while you're checking all that other stuff out, make sure you check out the podcast. Uh, you can go to iTunes or NPR One or Google Play Music or Overcast, uh, wherever your favorite podcatcher is. 
put in spawn on me if it's a place where you can rate make sure you rate it if it's a place where you can subscribe obviously uh, subscribe but leave us a rating uh leave us a review it really really helps a lot of course tell your friends like austin said we think we're one of the top 10 uh podcasts but we need your help in order to make sure that we actually uh can show the rest of the world that we are um and if you have a comment that's more than 140 characters make sure you leave it to us via email at spawn on me podcast at gmail.com every time you say that it makes me fucking smile uh, yes it's so i do it just for you baby um <laughs> really yeah I, and i love you and i love you too uh really quick uh the austin bump is real we talked about <laughs> wanting to get to a thousand uh followers on twitch before the end of september we started out tonight at 348 we're already almost at 500 get that's it. craziness awesome and, get it thank you, guys. thank you guys thank you guys everyone so in the chat thank you so much for for, for listening and rocking with us tonight uh, we'll be doing this again next week. Uh, we may not have a guest next week, uh, but we're also always trying to find dope folks to bring to you uh, on the show and uh, have these great conversa- conversations that you will not find anywhere else. Um, so from all of us to all of you, be really good to folks out there. When you see something, right. say something. Absolutely make sure that you're paying attention to the world around you. Speak up. Use your voices. Use your platforms. Uh, and we're going to get up out of here. And we've been the Spawn on Me Podcast. We're all out. Peace. Uh, I want those scouts. (laughs) (laughs) 